Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's me, Amanda Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you. Wednesday, always a great sports day because we got sports trivia coming up tonight. 8 o'clock at A.J. McMurphy's and a lot of playoff action as well. Major League Baseball. No Pirate Baseball until Friday. And we've got another Pirate loss to recap, unfortunately, on today's show as uh, they came back last night, but fell to NC State, splitting that series one game apiece for 2023. We will talk about all that and a lot more today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Chandler Honeycutt is like holding his mouth and hand and rabbit's foot a certain way. <laughs> And praying that everything's going good and as of right now tis is uh so studio b ready to roll today with shirley rhodes and chandler honeycutt and we have a lot of guest stuff for you lined up today as well we'll talk all things local sports with ken watlington get his thoughts on pirate baseball the carolina hurricanes ecu basketball's new additions and more going on in the sports world with ken watlington from wnct channel 9 coming up in about 20 minutes or so at four o'clock patrick mason will join us he was asking questions after the loss last night to cliff godwin so we'll get the recap from what went down last night in east carolina's five to four loss to nc state also i figured now i've been meaning to do this the last couple of weeks we're gonna do a look at patrick mason's preseason over unders for ecu baseball and see where we sit right now with all these numbers wins conference wins um who will lead the team in home runs josh grows strikeouts uh all that and more we did a lot of over unders going into the year and we'll get an update on what patrick said and how that's looking right now as we still have a little ways to go here in the 2023 ecu baseball season but today will be a good day to recap that as the pirates are in a struggle at the moment and hopefully can get back on track at home where they've been really really good when they take on Tulane coming up this weekend also on today's show Jeff Nadeau the big man on campus uh, from Barstool Sports is back with us to talk NFL draft props a little NBA and I want to ask Jeff you know we're excited about Bobby Pettiford and Cam Hayes and the moves East Carolina basketball has made this offseason Jeff's a college basketball guy has that news made it up to to his neck of the woods and has it made a ripple has it made an effect 
on him. We'll ask him what he thinks about these ECU basketball moves and potentially what does that mean for the basketball Pirates coming up in 23-24. So we got Nadeau coming up also in hour number three. We'll talk to Mark Armstrong, formerly sports TV guy in the Triangle. Uh, the last year and a half or so, two years, he has moved into um, another line of work but is still an avid hockey fan, knows what's going on in the Triangle. We'll talk some Canes hockey with him and little area hoops, things like that, coming up in hour three with Mark Armstrong. So a lot of different topics. We'll hit baseball, hoops, uh, hockey, and some football with the NFL draft one day away. A lot going on, great time of the sports year, and we're talking about it all here at uh, Pirate Radio on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt wearing an interesting shirt today. Hello, folks. Hello, Clipper. It's Wolf Creek. Shirley's taking a good gander at that shirt as I say well, that. Well, for a split second, I thought it was a Wood Duck shirt, but it's It's got not. that bright orange, yeah. like the hat is, that I have. Um, Chandler, I got a perfect hat for that to top off the ensemble. A Wood Duck's hat? Yeah. I'll take it, but it's a Wolf Creek shirt, and it's a... Oh. It's a... Uh, polo that I, that was given to me so i'll take that wood ducks hat by the way and great day to wear a wolf shirt in here chandler yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't even think about he didn't, that he didn't think that one through that's did all right he? no yeah, that's all right. it's a golf course it's I not know. representing and it's orange and i'm a big fan of the nwo wolf pack there, there's more than one wolf out there folks calm down relax yeah i mean it's it has no affiliation to nc state chandler uh could you give the folks a clip strip update how's it looking here on this wednesday sure a clip strip update yeah it looks good did you shave last night yeah you did i did because i noticed that th- there was some you know it was starting to blend in with maybe some chin like some yeah. neck hair and stuff yeah. it was starting to connect yeah but the ch- the clip strips are back mm-hmm. i've got to clean up my chance strap yeah getting a little rugged over there yeah a little rugged so but you're looking good the clip strips are looking good oh are you bringing back i see the uh the accolades here that's what you meant by the clip strip <laughs> no dude you invent i was trying to give you props for inventing a fun thing the clip strip no i no i i'll take credit for that but i also do want to give off your uh your accolades appreciate here. that all right chad pike is is in with us today chad pike Pike, what do you do? Why are you all over the place? He's uh, signing in today from Siler City, North Siler Carolina. City. Uh, he enjoyed attending the game last night. Noticed AT at the game. He always has to talk about Alan Thomas for some reason, but says, unfortunately, we couldn't get a win. Jamie knew the Pirates weren't going to win last night. He said he didn't have a good feeling going into the game yesterday because of the issues we had on YouTube and Facebook. He said it was a... I love this word, harbinger of bad to come to Pirate Nation. Is that how you say it? Har- yeah, har- harbinger, yes. Harbinger, that's a great word. Yeah. A harbinger I of mean, bad you typically, to come. You, you typically use a harbinger of death is what the typical phrase it's is. It's usually a uh, negative. Uh, it does have a ne- negative connotation to it. And in this case, it does because uh, we're talking about an ECU baseball loss, which uh, Chandler, we watched last night with pirate royalty yes the crane man marcus hall Crandall. of famer yeah it was cool to hang out with marcus and watch uh we had pirate baseball going we had the canes marcus a big hockey guy by the way from his time in canada knows a lot about it 
and uh, his son is actually playing college hockey, right? So, yeah, uh, I asked him last night before you showed up. I, I said, uh, big hockey fan, Marcus? And he said, well, my son is actually on scholarship at Colgate University. And uh, I immediately asked him, I said, well, was he born when you were in Canada playing football? And he said, absolutely. And it's like, I guess they live, breathe, sleep hockey up there. And uh, like you learn to walk and then you learn to ice skate in in canada and that's exactly what his son did and uh but he he knew a lot about what was going on between the hurricanes and the islanders last night and uh, it was fun watching it with the cram man marcus crandall we're gonna have to open our expand our horizons when we have cram man on the show on thursdays because he's more than just a football guy he was flexing hard last night on many different topics i asked him i saw jim jackson uh on the television i said hey where'd jim jackson go to college and he said Ohio State, which was correct. He then, the phrase day in the life came up. And he said, oh, like uh, like one day in the life of Ivan. <laughs> and then I was like, what the H are you talking about? He said Ivan, and he couldn't come up with the. So I Googled it up. It's some book that he read. Uh, one day in the life of Ivan Denisovich never heard of it beats me shirley are you familiar with this no can't say that i know this book but you know who does know marcus crandall does am i are we does anybody out there know this book that i'm talking about and why does he know it and why is he so much smarter than us chandler i don't know but me and you literally had to tell marcus hey yeah you pipe it down a little bit marcus hey like chill we're just we understand that you know everything we're a couple of common guys just hanging out watching sports no need to bring literature into this no need to flex your brain muscles on us we get it you're a smart guy you can throw a football you're good you got a lot going you're a great champion let's just say by the end of the night i hated marcus crandall i did too he's got too much going for him yeah i said marcus tell you what we're gonna bring him down a peg tomorrow on the show we're going to bring him down to our level. We've got to bring up some stuff <laughs> that we know that he doesn't know to get back on his level. No, nah, it was fun to uh, to hang out with the Cram Man. In fact, uh, coming up tomorrow on the show, we'll talk to another Pirate quarterback that went up to Canada, Dominique Davis. Dom Davis. Going to join us on the show. So uh, we're looking forward to that coming up as we'll have a big football chat for you leading into the NFL draft. Excited for Thursday night. Yeah, I'm, and I'm excited to talk to Dominique Davis, and uh, I remember him back in my younger years, and uh, the uh, Hail Mary against Tulsa uh, to Justin Jones, and then he had what? I mean, I guess we could talk about it with him tomorrow about his 26 straight completions against Navy at Navy. Yeah, which was I think a record. Yep. Um, I do remember that, but yeah, Dominique. I want to say he broke. Or tied Aaron Rodgers' record. I think Aaron Rodgers was uh, held that record. Yeah, so I remember watching that game, and I remember them flashing the graphic on the screen, and it was like he was twenty-four for twenty-four, and uh, he just could not, inco- you know, he couldn't throw an incomplete pass. But uh, excited to talk about uh, EC football and other stuff with Dominic Davis coming up tomorrow. That was the first and only win over Navy until a couple years ago, yeah. until the uh, Daffer kick. Yep, the fifty-six yarder against uh, against Navy with Owen and Daffer's 56-yard field goal. <laughs> Suffering succotash. Well said, Chandler. Uh, Pike says the uh, state atmosphere definitely not on par with ECU. Well, 
last night i would have taken a w over an atmosphere but yeah you know it is what it is you're not see look you can't touch the jungle and ecu baseball atmosphere no can't touch that i did see some familiar faces in the crowd last night watching it on espnu i saw josh thomas speaking of thomas i saw alan thomas uh saw brian dilday some loyal uh ecu baseball fans did you see pirate radio no never mind we saw him where we were davis who won on the show the other day I like, because he's always on TV. No, he was actually enjoying. Some he was where we trivia, were at tiebreakers. Uh, at tiebreakers. Yeah, Morgan Ehlers trivia at tiebreakers every Tuesday night. Always great to hear the voice of Morgan Ehlers, no matter where you are. Uh, Eric says, "Yo, Clip enjoyed the interview with Paul Lucas yesterday, but we got to give some love to Chris Creamer. He's been running a his sports logo site back since 1997. All right." We'll give them love. Logo watch. Look, man, I like giving love. I'd rather give love to hate. So if you want to give some love to anybody out there today, you can chime in on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or 317-1250. Who, who would you like to give some love to today, Chandler? Uh, my parents. All right. Uh, Jennifer and Clark Honeycutt. Shout out to them. I would like to give some love to my grandmother, Betty Lou Brock, today, who... Um, molded uh was part of you know my family my father my parents molding me into a sports fan big braves fan big basketball fan and uh i'll show some love to her today all right well i'll i'll kind of piggyback off of that with my parents uh jennifer and clark for making me the big ecu fan that i am because when i was born they were season ticket holders for ecu football and that happened until my freshman year of high school or my freshman year of college i should say uh so thank uh, I want to thank them for making me the big pirate fan that I am. Charlie, you want to send some love out to anybody today? Does it have to be? It doesn't have to be a human. No, no, no. no. Do you have a dog my, or my, cat or anything? I, my question is, does it have to be like sports related? No, it could be anything, anybody. Okay. Why on earth? Well, that's for Chandler. Later. Let uh, Shirley give some love. I just I'd like to, to show some love to my goddaughter, Chloe Ringer i heard she's a real ringer haha <laughs> she is <laughs> boy that was the most disrespectful haha ha, 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 ha. she said ha, ha, ha. that one hurt ha, ha, ha. chloe sending love your shout way. out Who would i'll you see like? her tonight actually all right cool uh jamie says man i would love to see the facebook comment segment today i don't know is it too too is it we did it the other day. There was a tinge of fun to it. Have you looked at some of the comments yet? No, I haven't looked at any of them. Let's see. I usually avoid them. I just made it radio fodder the other day because I thought it'd be interesting. Right. Here we go. We got 16 comments, so we don't have much to read off of. Um, Hold on. Hold on. You don't just do it all willy-nilly. Oh, I'm sorry. We haven't even decided if we're going to do it yet or not. I say we do it. Relax. You got a lot to learn about running the show, Chandler a lot to learn uh you know what like what i'd like to show some love to you (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know man i'm just up here talking i'm i got a mic in front of me i gotta feel it right i gotta talk sometimes i say i know it did and i didn't mean that some things i mean when i say that i did not mean at all Mm. mike p says there's one thing to know yeah just don't interrupt the host that, this is look that's just like a little bullet point tidbit or the producer 
Whoa, he gave you a bad look, Shirley. Mike <laughs> P said, I'd like to give some love to all the people that smash <laughs> likes and subs. Love those people, Mike. Thank you for showing love to them. Robert Skipper's doing good. He says, hey, yo, here, look at here, cuzzy. What a guy. Robert Skipper. A man of many words. Chandler, you were about to say something a moment ago. What were you going to say? I was just going to say I want to read the comments solely because there's one of the commenters. His name is Church. Mm, he's going to take us to church. Take us to church, Church. Before we do that, Chad wants to send some love out to his parents for bringing him into this world also the crew at pirate radio for making this afternoons great thank you chad spread the love share the love everyone we're sharing love on a wednesday pike says has big guy ever been a guest on the show that's a good question i'm i'm sure troy and ellerby talked to big guy back in the live at five days yeah a a while back but now um, define big guy because there's two big guys i know there's only one big guy one i know you're talking about Matt Maloney. Matt Maloney. Yeah. Who's oh, the other, who's the other big, big guy? guy. Oh, I was thinking of Brian Smith. That's Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Sorry. And there's no reason. And I apologize. There's no reason anybody would want him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Pringle. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize for to Big Guy for thinking that there was another person named Big Guy. There's only one Big Guy. And there's only one Big Guy. I love me some Matt Maloney. Atticus wants to send some love out to Tua. Is, there, is he in the news for, for what is something going on or you just you're not even a dolphins fan? atticus talk to us man atticus what's going on man we need some context Give atticus. Me some context or at least some as context. a dolphin fan i need context i, yeah, I right. kind of want to listen so we're talking about atticus if we ever have to find some time to feel i want to listen to atticus fifth quarter call after the <laughs> nc state game at some point because that really lifts my spirits all right maybe we'll line that up and uh play it when um ken's here if we can get that here in a moment we are rolling clip pack said uh pike sorry says the big guy send him some love all right sending uh matt maloney some matt love maloney, baby. on this nice wednesday all right <laughs> chad's <laughs> this is a joke that well big dog's over here he'll get it chad says <laughs> This one's for you, Glenn. We're talking about big dogs, or I'm sorry, big guys a moment ago. Chad said, Oh, I thought you were talking about the big guy, Ryback. (laughs) Yeah, that's who we want to get on the show. (laughs) Not Matt Maloney, not Brian Smith, Ryback. The big guy. Uh, We do have a lot of bigs around. There's there's big daddy, there's big guy. Yeah. And there's big Big dog. dog. Yeah. There's not a big guy, though. There's not a Ryback. No, we don't have that guy. We don't have Ryback. So, uh, yeah, Chad, maybe we'll try to line him up for the show and talk some wrestling. We don't have a big man around here. Hey, big man. Uh, Coming up today on the show, we have big man on campus. (laughs) Weekly guest, I forgot. (laughs) Big man. There you go. We got big man. We'll try to uh, get big guy. How about that? All right, Chandler, you want to do it? You want to go into the comments? All right, Shirley, we need the music. So we're gonna go into the comments following. La- I don't. I don't. Do, I don't agree with this. This is a Chandler move. We Actually, it was no, a Jamie move. Hold on, move. hold on, hold on. We don't have to do it. You are the host of this show. We can do it. Don't I just, listen to me. That's I, just a little secondhand guy. I just want it known that this was not my idea. I'm still trying to learn how to run a show. So, and I don't necessarily approve this idea, but we're gonna do it anyway. Jamie asked for it. There's a lot of positive comments, though. Okay. 
Well, we'll see what we got. I'll. Uh... I will start with Jonathan though. All right. Jonathan says we cannot win by looking at strikes the whole game. Absolutely ridiculous. Ben says hard to hit the ball if you watch called strikeouts whiz by all night. Kathy says that one hurts. Benjamin says one word imploding. I guess Chandler's not going to say anything, so I will. I only see a limited amount of comments. Uh, David says losers. <laughs> Max said a bad word. He spelled it wrong. <laughs> oh, no. He said bleep. That sucks. Oh, thank you, Mac. Steven says that fifth run was just a gift and the dumbest ass play in baseball. <laughs> a lot of cursing going on in the uh, chat. And now for some positive ones. Mm-hmm. Brian says we outplayed them in seven innings, one bad inning. That's baseball. Church is going to take us to church. Come on. Amen. Congregation. Amen. We came back from a five-run deficit. Come on, baby. Almost to win. Four losses in a row ain't good. Hallelujah. But one two-day weekend and one midweek game doesn't define us. Amen. Pirate Nation strong. You. We have time. Yes. Though it be short. Come on. To right the sails. Go Pirates. Next pitch. Preach. Is this Beetlejuice? Tales from the Crypt. Ah, dang it. I am such a moron. Michael says, Tulane this weekend. Let's win three. Jesse says, they didn't want Jenkins Coward to swing. Quite sure they remembered his three dingers last game. Maybe it was a bad throw. They crushed us in the third or fourth inning either way. (laughs) He had a lot of thoughts and were kind of jumbled up there. All right, I think that's about it. Chandler, a great segment that you attributed it nothing to. <laughs> What's your issue with reading comments? I couldn't read them, but then I did find a setting where I can read all of them. And then by the time <laughs> I by, a, the, by a, the time I did that, we had read all of them. That's so. not a setting. That has a button that says newest comments, related comments, all I, comments. I pressed, I pressed most relevant, and then it gave me three options, which was new comments, right, all comments, yeah. most relevant. Yep, that's been there the entire time. And I just now discovered it. I apologize. That is not but a By setting. the time I got to all comments, we had read all comments. You do not need to take your phone to the Apple Store to get that setting installed hey guys, on your hey, phone. Yeah, excuse me. What's your name? Steve? Hey, Steve. I'm Look, I'm trying to read some comments, but I can only read like four out of the 16. <laughs> How do you get to all comments? And he looks at me all stupidly and says, uh, like this. Sorry. It's a new setting that we got to install on your phone. I'm sorry. That's all right, man. I thought we got some good comments in there, though. Oh, yeah, we did. Not as good as uh, last time. Yep. By the way, let's not push this on me again. Jamie wanted to do it. Yep. I said, well, why not? Yep. And I also told you before we read them, I said, we do not have to read these. One, because you are the host of this show. And two, I'm just in the driver. I'm in I'm in the passenger that seat. That ain't true. Y'all, I'm learning how to run a show, as you said before in the show. So what have you learned anything from this first segment? Today? I learned not to read comments unless there's a lot of good comments. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a good that's a good learning point. Learning on the job. 
That's good. After seven years. <laughs> I, I'm still learning. Uh, Chad says, when you said Tales from the Crypt, it reminded me of Chad. We used to watch that. He said, we used to love watching Tales from the Crypt, just not the opening credits. It was very, very scary. Uh, Johnny Stats is in. Let's Johnny wrap Stats. up this segment with Johnny Robertson. The Pirates are averaging. Boy, this is this is something right here. The Pirates are averaging 10.2 runs per nine innings at home. That's winning baseball. We'll take those numbers. The Pirates are averaging 3.5 per nine innings away from home. Well, you're going to have to get some good pitching to win those games. The stats to consider. I'm not even done yet, Shirley. Oh, sorry. But bring that back in a moment. The Pirates are batting 331 at home. The Pirates are batting 223 on the road. Hit it again. The stats to consider. Johnny stats. Those are eye-popping, and it makes a lot of sense because uh, when you look at the record for this baseball team, 29 and 12 overall, 24 and 2 at home, 5 and 9er away from home. Make that 5 and 10 away from home because 0 and 1 at a neutral side. Mm-hmm. Numbers do not lie. This is a great team at home and four games, five games under 500 away from Clark LeClaire. And this isn't a, I'm not bringing this up as an excuse, but if you look at the record at home, 24 and 2, that's 26 games. 5 and 9 on the road, 5 and 10 if you want to be exact, so 15 games. The Pirates have played a lot of games at home compared to on the road. They've only got a couple of weekend series left. they got a couple of midweek uh, games against Carolina with a rescheduled game, and then Campbell also in Clark LeClaire Stadium. But, I mean, the Pirates have to learn how to play on the road. But uh, they, they've certainly they've done good at home, but they have played most of their season in the friendly confines of Clark LeClaire Stadium. Well, obviously, they'll play the AAC tournament away from home. We would love to play some postseason baseball here at clark leclerc the most recent d1 i believe it was uh baseball projections had east carolina just on the outside looking in because they had the 16 overall seed as duke hosting a regional with east carolina the two does that mean east carolina is practically number 17 pretty much one spot out so which I'll, i'll say i don't hate that for ecu's chances to advance but obviously would much rather have it here at home there was a team in that projection in that regional uh in durham that kind of gave me nightmares do you know what that team was well no because i remember duke i think i saw georgia and who was the four columbia okay you remember the coral gables uh regional a few I years ago sure do columbia beat the pirates i believe to knock them out of the tournament yep uh, so uh, we shall see. Projections are projections, but uh, Pirates need to do business to try to host a regional for, what, the fifth, sixth straight year? Let's uh, take a break so we can get Ken Watlington in. We'll talk some more Pirate baseball. We'll talk some hoops. We'll talk about everything going on in the world of sports with Ken when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. I'm broke, but I'm happy. I'm poor, but I'm I'm short, but I'm healthy, yeah. I'm high. Oh, you gonna take me home tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you gonna let it all hang out, fat bottom girls, you may. 
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. How about a quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Uh, Ken Watlington joins us. Ken, What's up? What's up? Go, hey, man. Going into yesterday, um, there were, I believe, five teams with 15 or more wins in Major League Baseball. Yep. Three of those teams had the 27th, 28th, and 29th lowest payrolls in baseball. Okay. Uh, those being the Rays, who are off to a tremendous start, the Baltimore Orioles, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates entered play yesterday with the best record in the National League. Nuts. Just as we all predicted. Nuts, I tell you. They lost. The Braves won, so they're both uh, 16 and 8, I believe. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, today, the Pirates will face off against the Dodgers coming up at 635. The Braves in action tonight against the team that they absolutely own, the Marlins. Yes. Although Sandy Alcantara on the mound, his number is not very good this year. But very it, good last year. Very, very Won good. Won him to Cy Young. Yep. And uh, he'll get it together eventually. And for us Braves fans, let's hope it's not tonight. And the Orioles are playing right now. They lead the Red Sox 6-2 to two as they are about to head into, well, they're still in the bottom of the eighth. Those trying to add another insurance run. But Baltimore having a great year and yeah. trying to wrap up a win today. Patrick Mason is going to be very depressed when he comes in here in 30 minutes because his White Sox not only losing again, but getting blanked as they head to the ninth inning. They stink. They they stink. <laughs> not a good time to be on the south side of Chicago. <clears throat> is there ever? Uh, eh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Ken, <laughs> what's new in your world? Not a whole lot. I was a little depressed over the weekend. Uh, the Braves would, had a four-game losing streak since I last spoke to you and. uh but they got to go in the last two nights. So, yeah, you know, they played it's a the Marlins. Season, you can't get up, you can't get down. I, I think you'll be proud. Wait, of me. what did you just say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you'll be proud of me. I did not declare the season over when they lost those four straight games. So, well, were you away from Twitter or something? Is that what I mean? This bit. is very unlike you to say these types <laughs> of things. And I'm, act learned, this way. I'm getting older. I'm getting wiser. <laughs> All right, 162 game season. Long way to go. Can, and if you look at their, which you've watched all the games, but just look at their schedule. It is a big clump of wins followed by a large clump of losses. Yes. It's very streaky. It's not like back and forth at all. There are eight losses. There was a three-game losing streak and a four-game losing streak. Yeah. And then that one random loss opening weekend to the Nats. To uh, Mackenzie Gore. That's and right. the Nationals. All right. Uh, speaking of losses, ECU baseball. Yeah. Four-game losing streak. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. I, mean, I heard you guys talking before I came in about the, the splits between the home and the road. And I think you're going to find that for a lot of teams in yeah. college baseball, that it's just hard to win games on the road. It's hard to win at NC State. We, you know, a lot of people, even though I guess Clemson did it over the weekend, but you know, it's hard to win a game like last night. And, and the Pirates are finding out it's 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 more comfortable to be at home. They've been amazing at home this season. What twenty four and two, something like that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's insane. Yeah, and we'll see if that trend continues when they take on Tulane. Our old friend Corey Glore yes, will be in back. town. 
and uh, looking forward to catching up with him on Pirate Radio Live before Tulane and ECU take the diamond for a three-game series this weekend. And just got to get those bats going. And our guy, our stats guy, um, Johnny Stats, Johnny Robertson, 10 runs a game at home per nine innings, uh, three and a half on the road. And, I mean, it's incredible, Ken, to look at these splits. And I heard you say the batting average on the yeah. road was 230-ish or something like that? Yeah, 331 versus 223. Oh, so 110. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, look, you want to win at home. You want to take care of business at home, but you have to win some on the road. And if you take the last four games away, the Pirates have done okay. They had the Houston series they lost. Uh, they lost, what, uh, at Duke? Or does that count as a neutral site game? The game, so I what? Guess Duke's home field is no. I think, I think the, they're counting that as a Duke home game. The neutral okay. site game was the one in Fayetteville, I guess. Yes, yes. because they even played one at Charlotte, and that where was, yeah, they played downtown at when the they played stadium. So I would think that counts as a neutral. And was Canapolis a home game for Queens? Right, yeah. that's the one I thought because I after the game they flashed up like Pirates win, and apparently that was a road game. I don't know. No, that was a. Uh, the Queens game was part of a, a two-night thing uh, that they did at the Canapolis Stadium. Queens played ECU on a Tuesday, and Wilmington played Charlotte the next night. So I think that was just a little special thing before the minor league season got started at that stadium. So but as far as that's a neutral site. Game. I would think so, but their record's 0-1 for neutral sites. So what about the game in is Fayetteville? That, is that... So what's the what's the one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're trying to figure that out. We have zero answers and a lot of questions here. And coming up soon, the Pirates are up in Norfolk at the uh, home of the Tides to play Old Dominion. Is that a neutral site or is that an Old Dominion home game? You know what, folks? We'll never yeah. figure it out. We'll never. <laughs> it's away from Greenville. The Pirates got to find a way to win some games away from Greenville. That is. I think that's the consensus. The absolute bottom line right now. Uh, speaking of baseball, I want to bring this up. Well, a couple of things. Congratulations, Gavin Williams moving up to AAA after just dominating in double A. So that is fantastic. With one of the great see. names in uh, minor league baseball, the Akron Rubber Ducks. Yes, and very cool hats. I like their, they have kind of a edgy duck as their normal hat. I like the one they wear with the like royal blue and it's just a bright yellow rubber ducky you would see yeah, floating exactly. in the tub. Yeah. I like when they roll with that do one. Do you have one of those hats yet? I do not. Alright, if anybody's listening, let's get clip a hat. I, yeah, the I need Akron a, rubber duck throwback hat. You know what I need? Another hat in my life. That'd Come be on. awesome. Come on. Big news today I'm reading on let's see reflector.com i thought i was going to be on wnct and give you a plug there <laughs> uh, i'm on reflector.com greenville city council has approved that is on wnct uh, yeah I, I knew i saw it yes. there non-binding uh, letter of intent that lays out the groundwork to bring a coastal plain league baseball team That's to right. Gasmith stadium starting next year kid. starting in 2024 june uh of 24 right after the college season's over and uh, it would be a lot of fun because these Coastal Plain League when teams, when I was in Wilmington, they still don't have minor league baseball in Wilmington. But when I was in Wilmington, they had the Wilmington Sharks. They still do. And it's it was our alternative for a minor league experience. You know, they got the little beer garden. You got some some guys. It's a collegiate summer bat league. All the guys are still in college, so it's not professional. But it's guys hoping to make that leap in the future to professional baseball. And it's it's a lot of fun, you know. And, and Guy Smith Stadiums, what a cool environment. And there could be a million dollars worth of improvements to the stadium to get it up to the level needed to play in the Coastal Plain League, so I'm excited to see what that would be. And there's one down in Moorhead, uh, so the yeah, Moorhead City Marlins. Moorhead City, they play in Big Rock Stadium, a brand new facility, well, brand new in the last 15 years or so. And then you got the Wilson Tobbs yeah. that play in historic Fleming Stadium, which uh, 
one of the old school 1940s 1950s style stadiums that uh it's a lot of fun and uh, i think there's a team in holly springs that's a relatively new stadium and then there's a couple of teams out maybe in the, in the piedmont triad I believe. great names more hats i'm gonna have to get holly springs <laughs> salamanders yep. is a cool name ashboro zookeeper is a little too on the nose but yeah, i like it true. i like representing your local business i guess making bacon one of the best names is there a chili pepper or something like that team there is tri-city yeah the tri-city chili peppers and what tri-city is that? i don't know that's why i didn't bring them up <laughs> Where is that, folks? Let us know. I'm sure somebody out there listening knows. Uh, so Greenville would be a part of this somewhere. I don't know if a team is exiting. So the Savannah Bananas are they left. They're an independent team now. More right. of a Harlem Globetrotters type situation. So maybe we're replacing them, I guess? Could be. What it would be? No I'm... pressure. <laughs> Wait, are we supposed to do that stuff now? <laughs> yeah. uh, and you wonder, you know, you probably have a pirate or two on that team, you would think. so. I, I think part of the agreement, too, was uh, if it happens that the team has to offer an invitation to at least two former players that played in Pitt County Babe Ruth. Oh, wow. So you get some That's really cool. to come home. Yeah. yeah. And uh, hopefully that would get some fans out there yeah. as well. And I didn't read further. Would that be at Guy Smith Stadium, I guess? Yeah, Guy Smith yeah. Stadium. And this is a thing. Ronald Vincent Field. That's uh, all right. Shout out to RV. Uh, this is something that came about maybe five or six years ago, and they couldn't figure out where to play. And I think there was no agreement uh, between Babe Ruth and, and Rose and everyone who uses uh, Guy Smith Stadium on a regular basis. They just couldn't figure out how to make it happen. And then it kind of fell in the, into the background, and then COVID happened, and now it's back. And I think all, all parties have kind of agreed, hey, yeah, we can make this happen. And then it'll be up to city council. Uh, I think May 11th is their next meeting where they're going to actually take some action to see if uh, they want to put the money towards that. Right. They need to put about $500,000. Uh, Capital Broadcasting, who owns the league and who would own this team, will put another $500,000 down and give you about a million dollars to do some improvements. Yeah, it is pretty cool to have the mayor of the city, the guy that pitched the first game at Clark Claire, former yeah. ECU baseball yeah. player. Not so. too shabby, right? Yeah, you got a, you got a sports background. That's, <laughs> that's always cool. People are talking names. Eric said, do they stick with the heritage name Greenville Greenies or something new? Good question. Do they make it a pirate themed type thing, like the Greenville Swashbucklers or the Scallywags, or, or do they just try to create their own identity, the Greenville Groove? The Greenville... Greenville Groove, you say? I don't know. <laughs> Top of the head here. Groove is in the hunt. <laughs> David says Greenville Keg Standers. Yeah. David also has a very personal question for you, Ken. Oh, Can I ask it? Sure. Didn't Ken used to go about Watling on TV? I did. You want to talk about your name? I did. Uh, so my last name is Watlington. Yeah. Uh, but the TV folks like to change people's names, right? Yes. And I, I worked at two different stations before I came back to WNCT. They had no problem with Watlington. But when I started here, like, look, we want to shorten your name. We feel it sounds too pretentious. It does sound very ill. I am from Washington County, North Carolina. (laughs) There's nothing pretentious. Maybe you said it like Watlington. Hello, I'm Watlington. Yeah, right. Thank you for joining us here at 6 o'clock. But no. it, it's not that. It's like, hey, did you see the Watlington boy came over here? Watlington? Watlington. Watlington. So, yeah, they were like, uh, you can shorten your name or uh, we'll find somebody else. I'm like, well, let's uh, let's shorten the name. I, I love the idea, I, though, I, that people are watching at home saying, look at this Watlington guy. He thinks he's better than me. <laughs> I'm not going to take news from him. <laughs> and they gave me a choice, too. You can shorten it to Watling or Watts or Watley. And there was a another one too i'm like well i'm not gonna be watley that's <laughs> not my name bro yeah. so, uh always interesting when uh the name change thing in the tv biz yeah. it happens but then right uh 
before the start of the year, right around Christmas 2020, uh, we had some new management come in and, and they hadn't heard the story of the name change. She was like, so your last name's actually Watlington. It's like, yep. She's like, do you, do you want to use it? Do you, do you want to go back to it? Like, oh, can we? I think she you should have gone overboard and been Kenneth Watlington. The now fourth. that, yeah, right. <laughs> Throw an I and a V up there. That'll really piss people I am off. A junior, right so I could like Ronald Acuna Jr. I could yeah. you know have it there. Speaking of which, Stephen has a joke, and I am going to add on to it and just say for folks like Ken who maybe maybe don't understand how it, it works. So for, uh, so the Pirates are hitting Ronald Acuna at home. And, uh, and Steven's joke is they're hitting Marcelo Zuna on the road. <laughs> they're not that bad. They're, it's not great, but Zuna's hitting like 67. Yeah. Not 167, not 267, 067. I saw a stat for like most 0 and 5 appearances this year in baseball, and Ozuna's <laughs> like the only person with two, I want to say. He's up there. And he's only played four games. <laughs> right. He's in the uh, lineup tonight. Steven says Greenville green beans maybe go to our agricultural heritage and also throw a green in there. The Greenville Green Giants? Yeah. Probably, you know, can't get the copyright. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Might be a problem. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, folks? What should the new baseball team be named if there is to be one in uh, here in Greenville? Mike P says fancy newsman with his <laughs> khakis and ties. Not my newsman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually, I'm not wearing khakis. But <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, here with Ken Watt. He's one of us, folks. Ken Watlington. Joining us here on the show. We'll talk more ECU athletics. Want to ask you about the uh, influx of basketball talent. Yeah, pretty exciting. Coming here to Greenville. Talk a little NFL draft as well. Washington in the news. Not picking up the option on Chase Young. What does that mean? I don't like it. I'll ask Ken. And more to go when we return, Hour 1, Pirate Radio Live after this. When I hear the train coming, it's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sun shine since well, I don't know when, but I'm stuck in You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can watch Pirate Radio Live every Monday through Friday from 3 until 6 p.m. And, of course, the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days. Just go to YouTube and search Pirate Radio TV. Click on that subscribe button. And while you're at it, click on the like button, too. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Ken Watlington joining us. Ken, I failed to mention some big, big time news going on in the news world. Yes. Anchor world. Yes. Openings at both CNN and Fox News coming open. Uh, any interest? Yeah, both have reached out to me. Uh, it was to work, you know, as a janitor, but. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's a wild, wild world in network news. Oh, you never know what's going to happen. But do you, you watch know, Succession by chance? I, I haven't, and okay. uh, everyone I know says you're dumb for not watching it. So I'll get well, around to it. It's about know. to end, right? This is the last season. Yes. Yep. So I'll catch up over the summer. So it is winding down. Yeah. 
um all right well get back with me when you uh, see that by the way jury duty i want people to watch this show it's on something called freebie i know i don't okay. know what that yeah. is either okay you're aware of yeah. it maybe but uh, i don't know how to get it if you guys heard of it if you use a roku or whatever you okay. can get it for free you might can watch it on your laptop oh, that's where they had the uh, weird al yankovic movie right okay yeah uh, which i haven't seen but i heard it's really good harry potter playing weird al is that what it was yeah not even the actor daniel radcliffe it was daniel radcliffe as harry potter <laughs> playing weird al i couldn't think of his name yes daniel radcliffe yes. um but jury duty is a great show if you you ever heard of the joe schmo show i haven't man it's uh one of these shows where it's all actors except for one person <laughs> and he doesn't realize that they're all actors but uh it's joe schmo was a little bit mean-spirited this was years ago towards the guy who didn't know this is very lighthearted and it's not only very funny it kind of restores a little faith in humanity okay. so i like that all right Positive. um let's see eric says hey ken oh hello my wife grew up in toledo no and took me on a tour a few years back in your time there did you ever visit the ye old dirty bird oh yes or stubborn brother pizza stubborn brother does not sound familiar uh dirty bird was caddy corner from fifth third field the home of the toledo mud hens popular spot before and after the games for some food and some drinks so uh stubborn brothers pizza i'll have to look that up all right um and he says i kid you not the ut marching band is that i guess he's still talking about toledo yeah university of toledo all right yeah. uh they march through the bars after football games and play and it's obnoxious yes i could see that that would be fun but also like also too uh, one thing i i found out when i lived there was the night before the michigan state ohio uh, michigan state ohio state michigan game say uh, it's in ann arbor on the friday night as ohio state's band is making the trip up they will stop in toledo and like play and there was a store called the anderson's kind of like a walmart grocery store just mm-hmm. home improvement it was like a lowe's and a walmart put together it was kind of cool but they would you know fans would line up in the store in the aisles and the ohio state marching band would come through the store and weave through and play hmm. and then they get back on the bus and go to ann arbor interesting yeah. and that was, that was a tr- annual or every, every two, two years, years i yeah. guess yeah. all right uh jamie's got a name in greenville greenville goblins oh yes the goblins about a ghost name not a lot of ghost names in uh sports all the supernatural stuff going on in sports names. maybe they could get a mcdonald's partnership and it'd be the greenville grimace yeah there's the purple we can yeah. rock purple <laughs> exactly. i like it not bad not bad all right ken uh, nfl draft coming up yes. i'll i'll throw you the question i've been throwing out every guest this week i'm giving you a hundred fake pirate radio dollars oh boy you can put that you have to put it down on a bet and the bet is over or under one and a half ecu players drafted in the 2023 nfl draft over okay will be two at least that has been the consensus and i'm assuming one of those is keith mitchell yes and the other you're feeling decent about is holton aylers okay yep look holton is too experienced he's too big he's too durable he's too smart to not make somebody's roster he's he's too much of all of those things for all of these teams at least one of them to take a chance they'd be smart too well you said something making a roster and being drafted don't necessarily right. have to coexist you're right you're right so maybe i'm getting ahead of the horse uh of but the he will definitely be and man i continue to say this his stock has risen yeah. so much from when he beat coastal carolina like since then his stock has even gotten higher he had you know the great you know 
postseason stuff, the Senior Bowl type of things that he, they did well in, and and I'm sure you know he's been on visits to certain franchises and and made a great impression. So it's a guy he's going to be on an NFL roster next season. Yeah, does All it right. come via the draft? Does it come via free agency? We'll know in about uh, four or five days. Jamie says Holden is going to make some noise similar to Gerard. Now, Gerard was a what round pick? Fourth or earlier? Let's look at it. I was going to say second, but that probably second could be correct. I was being very careful. Fourth. I'm a genius. You are a genius. Never (laughs) doubt Clip Rock. 108th overall out of East Carolina. He was a 2009 Pro Bowler. Yeah. If I had to bet, I'm going to say Holden Aylers doesn't make a Pro Bowl. But you know what? I hope Holden hears that and uses that against me and makes two Pro Bowls. Dag on Clip Rock. I'll show him. Uh, Jamie wants the Colts to draft Aylers as a second quarterback. All right. Uh, We got some more names. Newton says the Greenville Rebels or the Greenville Patriots. Probably Rebels is the name leaving sports, not entering. Yeah, that's that's going to be tough to convince a city council probably to do that. Uh, Eric says the Greenville Groundouts. That would just not be a good. <laughs> let's go ground outs. You can't do grasshoppers because that's Greensboro. Yeah, groundhog. Yeah, could do that. I feel like there's a minor league team that's a groundhog. Any other G animals out there? The green snakes, gremlins. The ooh. Once again, yeah, <laughs> you're, Spielberg ain't letting I, that happen. I want you to take all your names that are copywritten <laughs> yes. to the board and say, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> there used to be a Greenville Braves. That's right. South Carolina. Yeah, yep. but not in Greenville, North Carolina. Right. Greenville, South Carolina. All right. Uh, we are running out of time. Have we accomplished anything today, Ken? We talked about sports. We talked about my name. <laughs> it's a pretty good day. <laughs> I mean, what else do you want to talk about? When we, can we see you again on the telly? Uh, tonight at 5, 5, 36, and 11, WNCT. All right. So a full day of Ken Watlington action. I apologize up. in advance. <laughs> WNCT <laughs> Channel 9. Canes lose last night, yeah, Ken, tough, trying tough. to wrap it up on the road coming up on Friday. We got to wait an extra day this time. Got to wait an extra day. I got a feeling we're headed for a game seven Sunday in Raleigh. Yeah, good. Could be. Do we have a time on that one yet? If it is to be, or would that be? I have not heard. I think, I think that'll come out later. I don't enjoy when the Canes play the Sunday early games. It seems like we play those a lot. We have and they won this past Sunday, so maybe right. it'll be good. But. And they and they played a game seven in the first round against Boston last year in the afternoon. They won that. And then they played one a couple of Sundays later against the Rangers in a game seven, and they lost that one. Okay, so I thought you were going to say one again, and then I was going to say, all right, bring it back. But all right, we'll uh, we'll have that for you when it is, if necessary. Maybe yeah, they can close it out on necessary. Friday. Exactly. Yes. Ken, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, buddy, appreciate you. Always have a good time. Yep. All right, we will take a timeout. Come back. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. I have in my hand the over-unders that Patrick Mason projected before the ECU baseball season started. We'll take a look and see how these are going and also recap ECU, NC State, that and a lot more on the way after this. Well, that train keeps rolling down on the sand and
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, talked about Gavin Williams getting promoted to AAA. Congratulations also to Bryson Worrell going from... The Florida Complex League, playing with the Braves organization down there in Florida, to the Mississippi Braves, getting the bump up to uh, to minor league baseball. So, congratulations to Bryson. And uh, congratulations to a couple of Pirate pitchers. Uh, yesterday, they faced each other. Well, their teams, their respective teams faced each other. The Fresno Grizzlies, Zach Agnos, got his fourth save of the season for Fresno. He pitched an inning. He walked one, struck out two. Um, and then Carson Wisenhunt got the start for the San Jose Giants. Uh, they lost to Fresno 5-1, to one, but Carson had an excellent outing. He uh, pitched, let me see if my memory serves correctly, four innings, seven strikeouts, did not walk a batter, did not allow a hit. And he uh, retired 12 of the 13 batters he faced. So uh, another pitcher that we're going to keep a close eye on as far as a possible promotion is Carson Wisenhunt because he has had several stellar outings this season. Uh, here's uh, – you want me to bum everybody out real quick? Sure, why not? Does ECU beat Texas and go to Omaha with Carson Wisenhunt last year? Yeah. Our yes. next guest is nodding his head yes, and that guest I is would Patrick agree. Mason. Hey, Patrick. Hey. You think so? I think so. Man, that sucks. I was hoping y'all would say no. Chandler, did you hear the question? No, I was fixing. Because <laughs> la- I, I just the shape of the season changes. I tell you, I, I have a good sure. excuse. I, I'm a really good excuse uh, goer. Um last week we had his long list of uh accolades so i had to delete all that yeah and put back daily, daily reflector. reflector yeah so i did miss the question but what was the question would east carolina have made it to omaha if carson wisenhunt was on the team playing yeah <laughs> all right there you go a trio of reluctant yes way to tank the show clip sorry just uh popped in my brain all right patrick we're gonna do a number of things today i like it we're going to talk pirate baseball recap last night we are going to go over your preseason over-unders i was just thinking about this the other day i meant to do this like the last couple weeks um and forgotten so we're going to go over these today and see how they're looking sweet and we are going to talk a little nfl draft we're also going to answer questions from the audience like this one from jamie who says question for mason what's considered an acceptable away record What's an acceptable away winning percentage? Maybe around 500. I'm thinking, yeah, above 500, but. Yeah, but. You asked Mason, not Brock. Yeah, I would say around 500. Nobody asked Honeycutt. No, I just want to know what's the opposite of acceptable? <laughs> Unacceptable. 
acceptable? Yeah. What's an unacceptable I, record? I know where this question is going, but I, I think it's around 500. Just winning on the road is a little more difficult. Um, it's just one of those baseball things right now. I think they're, what, five and nine off the top of my head on the road? And then you throw in neutral site, which, by the way, I think we were on to something earlier. We're trying to figure out what ECU game was a neutral site game. It was that one in Fayetteville against Campbell. And that was my answer. But what about the one where they played Queens? And yeah. after the game, they flashed up Pirates win. Yeah. You do that for a road game? Not no, in my America. No. But they, weren't they in Charlotte playing that game? or Canapolis. Canapolis, okay. So that was at the Canapolis Cannonballer Stadium. And then Charlotte Baseball, we played them in Truist Field, which is the home of the Charlotte Knights. Charlotte Baseball has their own stadium. So, I mean, did they count that as their yeah, home? Yeah, but then you, is you, it you kind of like the same Duke? thing with Duke. Yeah. Is, it, is it the same thing as Duke, where Duke has a baseball field, but they play a majority of their home games at the DBAP? My thing is, do you, whatever Queens has for a home field, do you really want to play there? <laughs> like, do they even have a, what is that, right. home field? Like, and I'm they're, not, they're just finding a spot to play. I'm just being very kind of picky here yeah, yeah. And, and asking the question, why does it say we're 0-1 for a neutral site when technically we've played in at least three neutral sites? Although, I know Duke counts that, but... I don't know. Either way, five and ten away from home. That's what matters. Yeah. It's not good. They have some time. It could, could be better. It could be better. That is true. It also could be worse. Both of those things are factual. Yep. Looking at the contest away from home moving forward uh, at Cincinnati is coming up. Also at Old Dominion, which is at another minor league park, I want to say. I think so, yeah. And also at South Florida. And they'll be down in Clearwater coming up for the aac championship so still time to get that road record above 500 yeah cincinnati's still on the schedule right <laughs> yeah that's right some good good vibes there if you could re uh relive that magic from when they were here in greenville that would be fantastic all right so uh last night patrick five to four much more competitive games than we saw uh in wichita so there's that the pirates did come back from a five nothing deficit and uh, let's talk about the controversy real quick in the ninth inning. So, ball gets away. It almost like the catcher was trying to throw the ball in the <laughs> hit the ball into the dugout. But so they say the ball goes in the dugout. Runner does not advance from second to third. Although we did see the catcher go and pick up the baseball. It never went in the dugout. Right. So what the hell happened i think it's one of the you know like in the outfield where if the ball gets stuck under the padding or something like that and they just kind of call it dead i feel like that's what the umpire rushed to do yeah i think that's because the catcher was trying to field the ball and he kind of clumsily hit it into the dugout or into like you know the out of bounds area but yeah but we see the ball rolling right as the play is is dead and the ball is rolling outside the dugout so it's very strange. It's one of those things probably that the coaches go over. Did you ask Godwin about it? Did I, anybody ask? I didn't. Um, the coaches go over the rules before the game and everything, mm-hmm. and it's probably one of those, hey, if the ball is in this little area, right. it's dead. I still think he was rounding I, – I still think you should be given third on that. That's what I thought, too, because I think if – if that doesn't get called, he's at third base 100%. With he was he was moving one out. Was, yeah, with one out. I'm pretty sure it was Riley Johnson. He's fast. Yeah. Um yeah, and he was definitely going to third. He was taking that extra base and I think the thing that's most frustrating, it was just a clumsy play by their catcher. Yeah. Like he, he just he's the one who hit it into the that area. And it but it was a really quick call by the umpire. Like I mean right away that dude was all over it. So, like you said, it must have been a, a predetermined spot in the field. All right. Um we got a soup question. We're not there yet, but I'll get back to that. Also, a minor league hat question for me, Craig. 
he's on a business trip watching the new hampshire fisher cats play the hartford yard goats what kind of business are you in Chris? <laughs> do you have either of those lids i do not i know i've seen uh, a yard goats hat several times uh, i don't recall seeing a new hampshire fisher cats hat they're both awesome names yeah they are very cool um all right so patrick 10 hits a piece last night um i don't know so we we're in this cloud of a losing streak everything's going wrong let's say we went into that game winning the series against wichita we're not happy with the loss last night but are we coming out of it saying man that was a good baseball game good college baseball game i don't think we're not people aren't saying that right now because they're pissed because they've lost all these games (laughs) in a row you know yeah like so i'm trying to come at it from an objective spot and i just watching this game it was competitive like i don't think there's any reason really to hang your hat like or hang your head i mean yeah they left some guys on base and they could have had some more timely hits but they had 10 hits i mean they're coming off a two games in a row at wichita where they had a combined five hits and that's never happened to them all year so i mean they they just played really poorly over the weekend but this was not one of those cases i mean they they battled back after getting into a hole because if you get swept and then you get down five nothing early i mean i'm sure there's plenty of teams that might just go oh man like what are we doing here but no they they battled back they scored runs in multiple innings which i think is a good sign um they had really good uh relief outings from three guys so i really don't think that the sky's falling on this team i think it's just it's baseball you play 50 plus games you're you're gonna lose a few in a row good teams lose bad teams win i mean it, it's just what happens and wichita state's pretty good uh nc state also can be in that pretty good category yeah they're what just uh, off the top of my head at least five rpi points maybe even fewer separating nc state and ecu so yeah i mean they're a good team they, they pitched really well yesterday and they got hot in one inning i mean it's you know I, I don't think yesterday is by any means as a fan you should be upset about yesterday uh there is a reason for concern and that is trey savage uh potentially not being able to go on friday patrick so I don't know any talk about what it's going to look like from a rotation this weekend yeah you know that's a good question they did use a lot of arms yesterday and you know garrett sailor pitch and, and uh, both jake hunter did as well which are definitely some starters you can can throw in there um so i wonder if they just uh you know shift some guys up um you know if carter gets moved up but then you're kind of talking hey you know we're bumping guys up so i mean i, I don't if trey if trey needs a week if he needs some rest i think that's fine um you, you just want these guys healthy and ready to go. I'm not saying you know you're resting guys to get for the the season, but you know, hey, if someone needs a, a blow here, just 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 go for it and uh, you know try to find your spots to do so. Yeah, and you think Spobby and Groves will bounce back from last week? It's, it's crazy to to see that both of those guys, uh, Groves and Savage, suffered their first losses of the season yeah. uh, against Wichita State last week. And that's another reason why, like, yeah, you can be upset you're losing, but the, the season is not over by any means. Like, there's no reason to to really be, you know, to really be down on this team. You, you know, your starting pitching lost its first game at the end of April. Like, you know, guys, like this team is fine right now they're, they're playing well and, and yesterday should have showed you that they're playing well they could still battle they still got that competitiveness like they're gonna be fine all right um let's do let's look at these over-unders so before the season i threw out a bunch of over-unders for patrick mason regarding east carolina baseball and he projected how the 2023 season would go and first thing i threw out was wins and i said over under 44 and a half and Patrick took the under. Right now, East Carolina sits at 29 wins. Do you know off the top of your head how many games they have left? I think I looked it up yesterday. I want to say 15. 8, um, 12, 
15. Not including like the, the tournament. 15, oh, yeah. This includes everything. So 15 games left to go, 29. They, they could hit 45 wins if they win the rest of their games <laughs> in the regular season. That's probably not going to happen. So combining what they have left, conference tournament and postseason baseball, they could still get close to this number and surpass it even. But uh, I think you you look pretty good here with your under. Yeah, I think I so. Say. I mean, even if they go, what, 10 and 5? 12 and what is that 12 and 3 like i mean that's that's entirely possible and that, that doesn't quite get him there but it, it's close i guess all right uh conference wins over under 17 and a half uh you said over right now they sit at seven and basically meaning they need to win 11 or 12 more they have 12 more mm-hmm. and you could certainly see them going yeah 11 and one uh, but this one could land a little bit under Patrick. Yeah, I, it's definitely possible it can go under. But like you know, they got Cincinnati left on the schedule. Tulane is definitely beatable. Um, I mean, there's, there's plenty of teams out there they can still get some wins against. So still a chance uh, to hit that over. All right, did some uh, individual stats here. I said, well, the home run leader for East Carolina have over under 17 and a half home runs. You said under. Right now, the leader on the team, co-leaders. Jacob Jenkins Cowart and Josh Moylan with eight. So that number is looking very safe right now. Yeah, I feel comfortable about that. I thought Starman would have more than six at this point. He started out hitting them. Yeah, and and he will and we're gonna see these numbers probably go up. We have had was it Jake Washer who went off at the end of a year, I believe, and just went crazy. Bryson World did it. So we're gonna see one or two, maybe three of these guys, these numbers go up, I think, as it heats up. Yeah, like I think was it last was it last week? Two weekends ago, Cincinnati. I mean, it was hot out there. They were hitting the ball all over the place. I know part of it's your opponent, but um, you know, when you start getting into May and June, the ball is going to start flying. Who will lead the team in home runs? You said Jacob Jenkins Coward. He is the co-leader, and he's missed time. So good projection there. Yeah, I, I think he's. I mean, when he plays, he, he's really good, and so good to get him back in the lineup. All right, Lane Hoover stolen bases over or under fourteen and a half. You went under. I put out a pretty good number there. I just picked the wrong person. So Lane Hoover on the year has seven stolen bases. He's seven out of eight. So he could he's going to get to double digits probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the team leader right now is Luke Nowak, 14 stolen bases. He's going to go over that 14 and a half. But uh, you look pretty good on Hoover right now. Yeah, I guess if you just picked the, you know, the, the leader to go over that number um i I probably would have lost this one but i guess we didn't know like luke nowak would have such a a large role and he would just you know have this sort of staying power and just be a really menace on the base pass all right i went way too high on this one jacob jenkins coward rbis over under 69 and a half you went under he has 28 right now and who's uh who's leading the team right now uh josh moylan with 40 okay wow so yeah josh moylan's having a heck of a year yeah that he is all right, ECU wins leader, over or under nine and a half wins. You took the over there, and right now leading the team in wins, Trey Savage with six. That's going to be tight. Uh, it will, but we're including postseason and all this. So right. if he returns, and it's, you know, he should, I think he'll get four more wins. Yeah, I think so too. He's incredible when he's ready or when he's right. Garrett Saylor appearances. This was hurt by him being hurt. Uh, 36 and a half. You took the over, and he's only made 12 appearances. Yeah, that's not going to hit. Missed a lot of time. He did. Leader in appearances this year, Wyatt Lunsford-Shinkman with 18. 
Okay. They're, they're spreading it out more. This Danny year. Bill, 16. Mm-hmm. Zach Root, 13. Richie, 14. Uh, so you've got a lot of guys with double digits. You've got, uh, let's see, 5, 8, 11 Pirates with double digits. And then you've got Landon Ginn with 8, who he would have more if uh, yeah. it wasn't for him missing uh, action earlier. So you're going to have a lot of guys in double-digit appearances. Yeah, and that's something they definitely lacked last year. Josh Groves strikeouts over under 77 and a half. You went under. Josh Groves on the year has 62 strikeouts already. So he's going to go over. <laughs> he is going to go over. He's, he's really been just great on Sundays. Trey is savage, by the way, 82 Ks already. Yeah, he, he's been a leader in the nation for that in a little while. I don't know if maybe the past week or two kind of came back down, but yeah, he's he's been up there against anyone in the country. Starman home runs. I think you're still going to be wrong on this one. Over under nine and a half. He took the under. I just somebody's going to go off here. Yeah, and I feel like he's got a chance to do it. He's, he definitely has the power to do it. If he squares up a ball, it goes a mile. Uh, Josh Moylan disrespect. I said batting average. Will it be more like a, a freshman Moylan or a sophomore Moylan? Over under 275. You took the under. I did. Now, he has gone down because he was right near uh, above 300. Right now, he's hitting, though, at 293. So he would have to go on a major Wichita-like slump. And I do not see that happening. He, he's been great <laughs> yep. all year. Awesome season for him. Yep. Trey Savage wins over under five and a half. You said over. He's already over. Yeah. And Cliff Godwin ejections over under one and a half. You took the over. I think we've hit. He's had at least two or three. You say, all right, uh, Honeycutt says two. So you hit that one. So I'd say overall, Patrick, you're uh, you're not doing bad with your preseason projections. Yeah, I think I'm feeling pretty good about these. Part of this, too, is um, how bad did I do setting lines? Just an expert bookmaker. My Savage Wind uh, line was way off uh, because he's already gone over here at this point. My JC RBIs was way off. But just about everything else has been pretty spot on. I did pretty decent on everything else. Straddling it pretty good. Myself uh, a few props here. All right, let's take a break. Props. (laughs) Look at us. (laughs) Props. (laughs) We'll take a break, come back, more to go. We're getting more name entries in on what you would want the Greenville Coastal Plain League called. Got that news. We'll talk about that a little bit with you, but got some more names coming in. And more of your questions, comments, concerns, birthdays, anniversaries. Oh, I forgot to ask Ken. We'll ask Patrick who he wants to send some love out to today on this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. That and more on the way when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking about takeout tonight? Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit familianc.com to see the full menu, 
featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Familia will be good tonight. But I'll be out at AJ's tonight. Familia is a good, uh, I like go home Friday, get the pizza of the week, have a uh, yellow jackets watch date with my wife to watch the most recent episode and just pound a pizza. That's, I'm already looking forward to doing that Friday night. Uh, Chandler? I love a pizza pounding. Uh, just a good, solid pizza I pounding. I love a good Friday pizza pounding. Yep, nothing like it. Hashtag keep pizza pounding. That's like the only food that has like its own day of the week. I feel like Friday is a good pizza day. Yeah. Kind of all, even when I was growing up. I but you're very pizza. inaccurate with your statement. Very. What, how come? Very. Uh, Chandler, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What is it? Let's say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Taco Tuesday. You had no clue what I was talking about. <laughs> See it? Then it's not, it's not accurate. <laughs> That's the name of the back of my jersey, actually. I mean, I guess Taco Tuesday is the thing, but I don't eat tacos on Tuesday. I don't either. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but it is a thing. I feel like Friday, it is a it's thing. like I'm I not eat cooking. tacos on Tuesday. There well, you go. there you go. I mean, soup Sunday is the thing. <laughs> hey, soup every day, baby. Soup every day. Mike P says, Patrick, what's your go-to quick canned soup? Um, Probably cream of chicken, I think. Cream. Yeah, like cream of... Wait a minute, but what do you mean like a can, like a? <laughs> well, well, I'm it's not a like, difficult question. It is though. You gave me a look for cream of chicken. Yeah, but what you just eat the cream of chicken soup just like that? Sometimes, okay, I guess if I okay, if I'm getting like a was like a Campbell's right, that's thing, what I'm talking. I'll go like New England clam chowder. Okay, all right, yeah. So what are you doing with the cream of chicken though? Well, sometimes, oh, yeah, I guess you can kind of cook with it, but sometimes I do get those like condensed can. You put it in the pot or the pan, fill it up with milk, and then just stir it up and eat it. Okay. Like it, that's pretty good. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> uh, I got a quick lunch story today. You know what I had for lunch today? I had a, a homemade lettuce wrap. How about that, Chandler? What did you put in the wrap? That's what you were doing back there in the back. I was wondering what you were doing with that lettuce. So last night, I um, I set up my, my work lunch for the day. And I went and I put two pieces of bread in a Ziploc bag and put those beside the refrigerator i then got a food line bag and put turkey that i had in the fridge both pepper jack and a little bit of swiss so i could have my choice of cheeses a little bit of an onion i had left uh some lettuce and some mayo all in a bag for my lunch today as i leave the house i get that bag i leave the bread i totally forgot about Mm. the bread so I get here and I'm like, what the H am I going to do? And I was like, you know what? This lettuce is pretty sturdy. I'm going to use the lettuce as bread Perfect. and have a turkey and cheese. I had a turkey and provolone and a, or no, I'm sorry, a turkey and pepper jack and a turkey and Swiss lettuce wrap. Man. Wait, so when you, you said you put it in the bag, did you, is it like 
you put the mayo and you can shake it up. Like, <laughs> I put it all together. No, they are all in their uh, their separate bags. The onions in a bag, the lettuce is in a bag, and they all go into a bigger bag. I'm curious about the mayo though. How did that make the journey? Okay, the mayo is in a squeezable jar that you can buy at a grocery. So you retail. just brought the whole mayo <laughs> yeah, container. Yeah, yeah I, I'm thinking you just like, hey, I want this much mayo. You know, you know remember like McDonald's way back in the day had those salads where you get it and you just shake it up like man. Yeah. I thought that's what you're doing with the bag. No. This is an innovator over here. No, I didn't want just loose mayo flying everywhere <laughs> well, on my way to work. Hey, what's, what's all over the floor here? <laughs> yeah, I was it's like, the oh, mayo that was in my bag. Yeah. Clip looked to really enjoy his lunch. This portable mayonnaise. I love a good lettuce wrap, though. You know, I... I Jimmy John's has that. I didn't know I did, but I might go to that more. I'm not a huge bread fan. If you're ever feeling, like, healthy... That, okay, but well, that takes me out of the running. <laughs> But like, if you ever like, you had Jimmy John's the other day, I believe. But they have uh, like lettuce wraps for their. You can get any sandwich in the lettuce wrap. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Couldn't be me, but I like it. Uh, Eric says pizza should always be rated by poundability. All right, that's an option. Eric says I can't say one bad word about Campbell's chunky sirloin burger soup. It's been there for me through the good and bad times. Interesting yeah all right uh also eric says what is patrick's experience if any with mexican soups see i'm I'm not really a fan i think we did this like a week or two ago yeah. like the, the tortilla soup I, I stay away from he says Men, menudo menudo what is that i don't know has beef tripe so that's a no-go for me however pozole is a candidate for a top five all-time soup interesting well if i see it out there i'll have to give it a shot let's uh, google that up real quick pozole I traditional didn't know soup. was a soup i thought, that I thought was it was like a group a, a boy band right yeah i thought it was okay, a boy okay. band uh mexican cuisine made from hominy with meat can be seasoned garnished with shredded lettuce cabbage chili peppers onions garlic round huh, okay you know what i'm gonna stick with my american soups <laughs> and just go taco tuesday on tuesdays for my mexican dish all right um read an article early from reflector.com about we are getting closer patrick it appears to having a coastal plain league here in a uh, team here in greenville uh which would be playing summer baseball which would add another baseball wrinkle to an already rich baseball surrounding area yeah so uh i don't know what's your thoughts on that i like it i mean more baseball i'm all for it and then the summer leagues are really fun um they there's one out in wilson like the tobs and yep. that's, that's pretty fun like it's just more baseball is fun and i mean i feel like <laughs> it's fun right it's it is it's just fun I mean, <laughs> it's like, fun just that that's what i look forward to in summer is just having baseball on all the time unless it's white Sox baseball now i'm not excited but everything else yeah I'm, I'm ready for it they stink they're they're really bad what is going on why are they so bad they're really bad they're just they're just not good i, I don't know what to tell you they're very frustrating. They uh, were blanked today, eight to nothing. I think they had ten of their last eleven batters struck out to end the game today. Mm. I mean, just uncompetitive. They're brutal. I am one game back going into today in my wins pool for the month of April, and the White Sox have absolutely <laughs> killed me. And they got the raise for four games coming up. Oh so my word! You're not getting any help. I'm gonna lose. My mom said, "Remember that pasta soup I used to make? I do." And I remember we'd take it to my grandparents' house, and my granddad would say, "Well, it ain't soup, but it's good." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "This ain't soup, but I but I enjoy it." 
Hey, as um, long as you enjoy it. <laughs> that's right. Call whatever you want. But it ain't soup. Uh, let's see. Jamie says, do you guys know about the team coming to Brunswick County? New stadium they approved. I do That's not. Wilmington. That's between Wilmington and Myrtle Beach. Do not know. Do not have any details on that. Eric says, as a young child, I used to only eat hot dogs with mayo on them. I was called mayonnaise boy at school. <laughs> I know it sounds like the backstory of a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> cool eric thanks for uh really opening yourself up to us today yeah. by the way patrick anybody you want to uh show some love to send some love to today through the airwaves um i guess just my parents they're always just just been really cool and i don't know i like talking to them i don't get to see them all that often which is a bummer but um i mean they're it is cold out there in chicago it's like in, in the 40s um you know we can go to the beach out here some days it's in the 70s so yeah yeah by the way i'm enjoying spring how about you guys it's like, been a good spring i feel like we've had a real spring this year no i feel like in the past like at least last year and the past couple of years a spring has been more of like an extended winter where it's very cold it's rainy but this went this spring has been just beautiful with and it, great and it, temperatures and everything and it goes like immediately to hot right like there's no spring to enjoy this year uh we have had a good spring my electric bills have appreciated the spring that we've had yeah it's, it's like a door window open kind of spring yeah and like it's been in the mid 70s a lot of days in the spring it's not year. humid it's, it's been honestly great and i keep looking at the like seven day forecast to say all right when's this going to change up and i'm just seeing like some 70s and 50s gotta love it yeah it's perfect so count your blessings folks god you've got me excited clip yeah i mean i'm in a good mood right now <laughs> there's a lot of things to be excited about hey yeah. i got my first uh softball rec league softball practice tomorrow kind of get to figure out who the the team is okay so i'm looking forward to that is this church or yeah all right how's church going it's, it's actually going good what's uh any hymns you've been singing um i no i i'm not i haven't got to the point yet where i'm comfortable you know singing out loud okay there's, there's plenty of people who sing though so you sit in the congregation and just don't say anything yeah i'm not comfortable singing. do they know you're a softball player or do they think you're some creep uh, maybe, maybe a little both i don't know <laughs> some sundays i would sing along but some sundays if i didn't feel like it i would just mouth the words and yeah not, and not say that, anything. nothing would come good. out of my mouth just get I, the lips moving i did quite a bit of mumbling i remember yeah back in the day does your girlfriend go with you she does okay so you're not she, there she's been a trooper you're not there alone right so that would be support. very strange yeah who's the tall guy that doesn't sing that <laughs> why never is he sing? not singing over there? <laughs> yeah people will know me a little bit more once we play some games i think uh you'll be a star then or you'll <laughs> we'll be see. kicked out of the church depending on your batting average yeah a little yeah that's true you ever heard Tim Wilson's Church League softball fistfight song? <laughs> no. All right. Well, I, I got to look it up. Though. Yeah, look that up. Church League softball fistfight. Great song. I'll try to get into a limited amount of fistfights. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. When we return, more with P-Mace, more of your comments, more to go on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. John Moody, speaking of familiar earlier, says, don't sleep on the build-your-own-pasta either. Mm. I, I know you ain't talking to me, John. Because I am woke when it comes to... Let me see if I can get this right. ...the build-your-own-pasta. Shrimp. You say shrimp? Shrimp. Yeah. Sausage. Uh, yep. Ooh, I like it. Uh, I don't know what else you get in there, but I know shrimp and sausage is, uh, is a part of your build-your-own-pasta. I like your a linguine. Pasta. Linguine. Or a fettuccine. 
and then i gotta go alfredo yes they have a good alfredo that is my go-to build your own pasta at familia all right i'll take a break more to go pirate radio live panthers are on the clock patrick's got his bear shirt on the that's pick, right and the pick is in for the panthers apparently that's what it sounds like why won't they say who it is okay we're let's not gonna not, redo let's this not go down that road again. all right we'll take a break come back more to go after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency for maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Towns Insurance Advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. <laughs> Pirate Radio Live. Interesting discussion. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Patrick, what is your favorite Halle Berry movie? Um, I was gonna instinctively say Flintstones. <laughs> There's got to be a, some Catwoman movie for sure. Um, now that I, my answer would be, do I have the name of the movie right? Is it Gothica? Is that what it's called? The one where um, Gothica, Gothica. Yeah, Gothica. Gothica. You ever seen that? I have not. Let's see what uh, it probably sucks. What's Rotten Tomatoes got it? Fourteen percent. That's low. That's low. Oh man, when I was uh, this was two thousand three. Yeah, I watched a lot of uh, thrillers in that era, but that was a. Um, I thought it was a, a good movie, but I was wrong. Apparently, <laughs> you know what Very movie wrong. I thought was good? It's got Robert Downey Jr. Terrible. What? Home Team. Oh, <laughs> the Kevin James <laughs> Sean Payton movie. So. Um, Wait, I was gonna say real quick, the Flintstones got twenty one percent. So yours is better than mine. <laughs> uh, you're looking for a flick to watch with your girlfriend, like a. Um, I wouldn't say it's a horror; it's more of a scary thriller type thing. Gothica, okay. check okay. that out. That was a that was an era of a lot of those kinds of movies, like What Lies Beneath and Stir of Echoes. Just like very dark and kind of. I love Stir of Echoes. Let's see what that guy. That's 1999. You ever heard of that one? Kevin Bacon? No. Um, that was a creepy one. 67%. Okay, hey, so not that, as bad. Yeah, that's as a, doable. That's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, that was just an era of a lot of weird mystery. Oh, um, the Sixth Sense was around that time as uh-huh. well. Maybe everybody was trying to recreate that or something. I don't know. Yeah, it goes through phases. Like, every, you know, the zombie phase for a while. Yep. And, just all, all and then uh, the disaster phase. Yeah. Yeah, all the world's movies. ending. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Chandler, you seen anything good lately? <laughs> I know you haven't. I know for a fact you haven't. Patrick, I watched uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, yeah? Taking Saturday. notes. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Did you watch that with your uh, date? No, with my grandmother. 
Okay. That's, that's, that's acceptable. That's respectable. Did she enjoy that movie? She was the one that suggested it to me and said, let's watch it. Is that Kate Hudson? That is Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. I think I saw it back in the day. Pretty good flick. I don't know if I'm going to want to come right out and say it, but I think Failure to Launch is one of my favorite uh, of that genre in that kind of area. Rom-coms? Yeah. I don't think I saw that. Can I name off, before we go on to the next uh, subject, Can I, I got some Patrick Mason's weights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what no. do you got? I've got some good ones. Well, I saw this one, and I said, well, there's got to be some more, and there was. I've got two for you. The first one was an hour ago. Oh. (laughs) It says this. It's not even May, and baseball might be over on Chicago's south side. (laughs) The White Sox straight up suck, says Patrick Mason. I feel like, is that the end of the tweet? That's the end of that one. I don't think you are, you're being a. Being an ECU baseball fan for the white Sox, but i don't know i think that look at ecu's record and look at yeah, chicago's right record. i think i might be actually a little warranted here to i think you're a little more realistic in that than than ecu fans right now yeah 100 percent. 57 minutes ago patrick mason tweeted out this this bum ass white Sox <laughs> whoa, team whoa, starts whoa. A- <laughs> whoa. <laughs> This bum-ass White Sox team starts a four-game series with the Rays tomorrow. One thing is for sure, it would only get worse. Man, I'm not tough wrong. times on the south side. Yeah. This bum-ass Chandler, White stop. Sox stop. They, they just put me in a bad mood. Stop cussing. If you make Patrick Mason cuss, you know you've uh, you've done something. All right, I'm cussing in a good way. Like, holy bleep, look what Mike Schwartz is doing, Patrick. Uh, Cam Hayes entering the fray uh here this offseason as mike schwartz is looking to retool the east carolina basketball roster and starting to get folks excited about ecu basketball which i love yeah be excited man i from the start mike schwartz just i always he's very well spoken which i think it's it's easy to get your message across but man like i just feel like he has this vision and he's like i am not going to come here and we're not going to be the same old ecu and i feel like that has to be so refreshing for fans i know you know, fans can point to years and years of just not doing anything. But I think this is finally, it offers some hope. And I think he's the right guy just to really drive this ship in the right direction. There's a lot of people that hate the transfer portal. I think that, and we haven't seen it happen yet, but I, I think if you said ECU has the best chance to make it to the tournament in the non-transfer portal era or the transfer portal era, I think I lean towards transfer portal era. Yeah. And I realize it's not all positive. You've lost several guys, and you're going to lose several guys. But everybody does. It's a chance to rebuild a roster immediately and put together very good talent uh, across uh, teams from the across the United States, like Kansas and LSU, to name a couple. So I uh, it, it gets me excited. But what also gets me excited is more so the the returners. Like, if do you know deadlines or anything like that? Like, when can we say for sure that Felton Johnson, Ezra Walker will be here? Yeah, I, you know, I was actually looking at it like a week ago. I, I forget the the dates off the top of my head because like there's different windows, you know, that opens up and stuff. But man, I mean, right now, I, I know it's hard to say this for sure, but right now it seems like all those dudes are staying, and I think Mike Schwartz is. One of part of his pitch is saying, "Hey guys, you can play with this core that is only going to get better," and and that's what they're doing. Robert has a message for the transfer portal. He says, "Go to hell, transfer portal. Get a job." 
<laughs> but you, you can definitely, like you said, you can retool on the fly. You can you can add pick and choose what you need. And yeah, you can find it. You've got needs, and, and you can find it. East Carolina had backcourt needs. They went out and addressed those in the portal. They have frontcourt needs. I guess they've chosen to address those via high school players. Yeah, because uh, we had another commit earlier this week, six eleven kid to go along with Sir Malanga. Yeah, get some rim protection. But yeah, the, the portal definitely allowed, especially in basketball, you can just find. Hey, I need x amount of pieces and you can go out and, act and look for that specific thing and find it and by the way i i feel like i always say this and it's not being a bummer it's being realistic east carolina could be better next year but you know everybody is getting or trying to get better anyway yeah. so there are a lot of good players going a lot of different places i'm not stamping anything as far as the 23 24 season goes i'm just saying i'm excited with what east carolina has assembled and what it could be, what it could end up looking like. But it's, I think it's okay to be excited. This is like the time of year to be excited. You know, you haven't seen any of these guys play for you yet. Um, but, yeah, you're saying, hey, we got this guy, we got this guy. Hey, the roster's shaping out. Um, this is the time to be excited. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have some work. But, yeah, be excited. You should be excited. This is the time to be excited if you are a Bears or a Commanders fan. That's right. Nothing bad has happened yet. Yeah, this is our time, baby. This time is to shine. Off season, uh, when everybody's O and O and everybody's got a chance. So, what are the Bears looking at in Thursday night's draft? I think they can go a lot of different directions. Um, I think they are potentially hoping that Jalen Carter falls to them, but um, I'm not sure. I've actually heard them talk about running back that Bijan Robinson. Yeah, which I personally I don't know about taking a running back that early in a top ten pick just because they're so. What's the word? Like, I don't know, fungible is that the word? You can just find a running back anywhere, basically. Um, but, I mean, he, he's a great talent. I mean, they, they can go defensive line. They can go offensive tackle, I've heard. I mean, they have at least four or five positions they could take, and I would not be upset at anyone. Well, it's amazing the Bears are even thinking about a running back when they had the greatest running back of all time on their roster. We were talking about this last Friday, uh, Patrick. We were talking about comparing players. Mm -hmm. And David Montgomery, um, when he was at Iowa State, they put up his <laughs> comparisons. Uh, the ESPN graphic, he had the feet of Saquon Barkley, the vision of Le'Veon Bell, the strength of Ezekiel Elliott, the athleticism of Sony Mitchell. <laughs> I mean, maybe one of the best put-together running backs of all time. It sounds incredible. Yeah, pick and choose any and everything. Man, this has feet of Saquon Barkley. If they had, if he had the quads of Saquon Barkley, <laughs> then it's like a, a godlike person back there. Did you say Sonny Mitchell? Sonny, Michelle, Michelle. Did I say Mitchell? Mitchell, yeah. Did I say Sonny? Michelle. Did I say both names wrong? I think you. I don't know. I, you definitely said the last name wrong. I didn't pay attention to the first name. My apologies to you and the listeners. Apology uh, accepted. I love this fake <laughs> graphic somebody made. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> as the feet of david montgomery the vision of david montgomery <laughs> the strength of david montgomery the athleticism of, out world. of david montgomery so uh you got to be careful with these comps this time of year you really do but that's look every people make money and subscriptions and clicks and stuff off draft grades which is the dumbest thing of all time because yeah. there's no way to know uh what these guys are going to do uh all you're grading them on like what you expected the team to do basically so uh that's gonna and look i'm a sucker i read them i enjoy it it's entertainment so there's a this writer for the athletic his name is dane brugler and each year he puts out a, a draft like a big comprehensive draft you know every player it's called the beast and i was you know I'm, I'm getting in draft mode so i'm going through it and i start going through what he has on east carolina players 
And what really surprised me was he has C.J. Johnson as the 30th best wide receiver in the draft and a uh, potential six-round pick. Um, and just like a nice slot receiver talking about his size. And, and one of the, the knocks on him was seems to labor in like the middle of routes and longer routes. And uh, I, mean, I think it, we almost saw that a little bit at the pro day. Just I think teams yeah. were like, hey, you know, what's going on here? But I thought that was really interesting that he was the he was way ahead of uh, Isaiah Winstead. I know. I, I think Isaiah Winstead's like peripherals were not good. Like he ran like a four seven, right. and his vertical was like thirty inches. But just watching him play, you you know he he can play and do the job. He's just nothing really stood out in like workouts. And I'm sure a lot of guys are this way, but I've gotten to know Isaiah and I don't know all the other receivers out there, but like he lives football. Like yes. he his training, like his attitude, his seriousness, like he is all in. And if you give him a job and a paycheck to play football, he is going to take it 100% serious and not do anything to mess it up. Right. I mean, he was the I, I mean, I think he was the best wide receiver on ECU's roster last year. Just the way he he seals off that defender and go go gets the ball. I mean, that's that's I'm sure you can maybe teach that, but that's something he just already has down pat. Yeah. But that's why I thought it was really interesting that CJ Johnson was was fairly high up on that uh the thing. So he's a potential actual draft selection. Before we let uh Patrick Mason go, <clears throat> I want to do the exercise with him that we did last week with me. Uh, we can oh, ask yeah. him Justin Fields or the first overall pick. What would you rather have right now? Justin Fields. Hands right. down. I, I've he put seen, his I've, hands down. I've seen hand down, I've, man down. I've seen him in the NFL for a couple of years, and he's the most electric mobile quarterback right now. And I think if he can pass the ball a little bit better, he's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. and I, I, I mean, that's like anyone, but yeah. I think if he just dials in some throws, I mean, he's got a big arm. I think he can be a real player in this league. I mean, he did turn the Bears into must-see TV the second half of last season. Luckily, Washington played him early in the year when the Bears couldn't get a first down. <laughs> yeah, uh, But the second half of the year, he was a fantasy stud. Uh, people had a blast going to Bears games because they'd give up 40 points and yeah. score 37 or that's whatever. Right. So uh, there's something there, something to it, and uh, you just got to see this through. Like, I, you can't just take a, a quarterback one overall and start the the process. Your through. answer to that was number one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But who's like in this year's draft? Like, you're gonna take? Well, that's what we're saying. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm saying Doug, Bryce Young. I'm taking Justin Fields, ten times out of ten. Yeah. Shout out to Jamie, by the way, who asked on on uh, YouTube. He said C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields. That made me think about the question, the exercise that we went through last week with uh, that yeah. clip was asking me. Maybe ask uh, some other quarterbacks in the NFL or Justin Fields. So, well, we're out of time. <laughs> but I'd love to do that one day. We've got a lot of talking to do between now and September. So A lot of football. Yep. Patrick, good stuff. Uh, you can check out his work, pages of the Daily Reflector, online, reflector.com. We'll see you out at Clark LeClaire this weekend. Yep. Back Anything at else it. on the horizon? uh no just more baseball they're back at home and yeah i'll be out there all right man enjoyed it thank you thanks take a break come back big hour three on tap jeff nadu joins us once again hadn't talked to the big man on campus in a while we'll talk nfl draft prop bets we'll talk a little nba also his thoughts on what mike schwartz uh, has been doing here with ecu basketball this offseason and mark armstrong formerly uh former tv sports guy now is out of that line of work, but he's a Canadian. And I don't have a lot of go-to hockey guests. So uh, he is a hockey nut. We'll talk Canes. Well, uh, he's also a Utah grad. I'll ask him uh, his thoughts on primetime, Deion Sanders, coming into the Pac-12. We'll talk about that and more. All in hour number three and make you a winner. It's on the way after this. Just TV.
Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you here. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Still a lot more to go on the show, including Mark Armstrong going to join us to talk some Canes hockey. Hurricanes losing last night. They'll try to advance to round two by beating the Islanders coming up on Friday. If not, it's game seven in Raleigh on sunday so we'll talk about that right now we'll talk some hoops uh, and some nfl draft with the big man on campus jeff nadu from barstool sports who joins us here on pirate radio live big man and talk to you a while how you doing man good how are you cliff good good i know you've been uh been following you of course and you've been playing some nba a little baseball here and there and got the nfl draft coming up on thursday so let's start there jeff and i, I guess let's start with this uh this will levis story that I guess happened on Tuesday where a Redditor, uh, just a random guy, put out a, hey, uh, talk to Will Levis. Members, our members of his family say he's going to the Carolina Panthers, going to get drafted by them. And it did create some line movement. And I'm curious about this, Jeff. Did it Was the line movement due to actually people putting down money or was it like books saying, Let's take advantage of this, and if we move the line, people will start betting. Will Levis won overall. Like what? I don't know. I'm sure you saw all that uh, that mockery happen. What do you think of it? Well, I think it's what you alluded to. It's, it's probably the books trying to cash in on on people's stupidity. I mean, I, I think you know. I think this is an everarching like higher problem that it's a bit disturbing that an individual can make up a Reddit account. Um, and essentially say something, and, and, and people will take it, and it'll move betting markets. Yeah. Uh, that's a bit concerning to me. I, I'm always fascinated about the ability of, of one person to really put a story out, and people will just run and, and take it and, and, and go wherever you want with it. Um, no, I, I think you know books books wouldn't just go off an information from a redditor. I think they did it to kind of cash in on it, but um, I think it's just more disturbing than anything. Jeff, uh, all right. When you look at this NFL draft, uh, what are the the props you're looking at? What are some things you're uh, excited about for Thursday night? Well, you know, I think anytime you know the NFL draft comes, I mean, it's it's such a spectacle now, and it's always been, but it's it's just it's several days. It's it's great. It, you know, we've got to miss the NFL. We haven't seen it since what February. You kind of get the juices flowing a little bit, and and you know the draft's always fun. You know, we all have a favorite team. We want them to improve. As far as ones that I'm looking at, um, you know, I'm seeing Will Anderson around that three-and-a-half number. I, I just have a hard time believing that that either uh, the Arizona Cardinals or, or the Houston Texans don't take him. Um, I, I just don't really see a situation. You look at Houston, obviously their coach, D'Amico Ryans, is a defensive first kind of guy. 
Um, Will Anderson is is probably the most dis- disruptive player in this draft defensively. Um, you know, outside of of maybe you know one or two others, I have him number one. I think he's the most athletic edge player in this league or in this draft. And I look at the tools and techniques that he has. I think it works perfectly for Houston. Um, you can when you have a defensive player that can completely dominate the defensive line, like an Aaron Donald, um, you, know, you can do a lot of different things. I, I think for them, uh, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm looking at him under three and a half. I have some interest. One that I did play, Nolan Smith under 11. Um, I think this is a pretty solid play. Edge rushers are, are very, uh, I think, coveted. That's something we found over the last several years. You look at several teams that may go defensive player, whether it's as I said, you know Houston, Arizona, but you look a little deeper. Seattle, I think it's probable that they take some sort of defender. I think Detroit desperately needs a defensive lineman. The Atlanta Falcons, I could see them taking a player, and I think the Philadelphia Eagles. I think if if, if Nolan Smith's there at ten, I would have a hard time believing if they don't trade out. I think they have a hard time believing they don't take him. Uh, they're pretty high on Nolan Smith, uh, and they need an edge rusher. So I think Nolan Smith under eleven makes uh, a lot of sense. Good stuff. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us on the Pi Radio Live Line NFL Draft coming your way on Thursday night. Jeff, have you looked at the position-specific over-under uh, wagers, bets out there? I'm looking at it now, and it's, it's heavily weighted to the overs with quarterbacks over 4.5 taken in the first round. You're paying a hefty price for that. Running backs over 1.5. You're paying a big price for the over on that one as well. Tight ends is 2.5, and the under uh, you're paying a pretty price for receivers three and a half have you uh you looked at any of those um i don't know if you if you know what you're doing there you could uh make a little money somewhere yeah i mean it's all about counting and, and just kind of you know teams always do crazy things like i'm more inclined to maybe take like the first player selected at a position that sort of thing and i think a lot of the times look i've said this to you before clip you know when you're talking about props whether it's super bowl props or draft props or whatever um, you have to be willing to lay a price occasionally. Um, you know, and if you're willing to lay, let's say, you know, let's say you take two thousand dollars, you lay it on a on a on a prop. Um, you know, if you're willing to lay a little money, you can make money. Look, when I look at this draft, the best receiver is clearly Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't think it's a question. Uh, I know Zay Flowers moved up a little bit. And I like Jalen Hyatt. I think he's a guy in the second round that's really interesting. But Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be the first receiver taken. I I, I would probably put it at minus 500. Um, so I feel like if I can find a price that's under that price, I'm willing to grab a, a, a little bit of a bigger chunk and lay it on that because I feel like that's something that doesn't leave much doubt to me, and I can kind of isolate it. You know, If you can find a, a linebacker or a lineman, another one, you know, Paris Johnson. I've seen mocks that have Paris Johnson as, you know, a top five pick. Um you know, Peter Scaranti is a good player, but Paris Johnson is the best offensive lineman in this draft. So, you know, I think if you can kind of highlight that sort of thing, Michael Meyer, I thought he was a the best tight end in this class. I didn't think it was really a question to me. So if you can find those sorts of things, I'm willing to lay a little price on that kind of stuff. Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports, joining us. Going to be fascinating to see what happens. I also saw some odds for the – uh, first NFL player traded, and the favorite for that is DeAndre Hopkins, followed by Austin Eckler. 
Uh, Derrick Henry is on that list, along with Dalvin Cook, Lamar Jackson. So, you're, you're, you know, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins, overwhelmingly the favorite there, Jeff. Is that something you think we could see during the draft, or, or does that come after draft time? Uh, well, you know, it's funny because I remember, you know, one team that, that you know, did it last year uh, is the Eagles. I mean, they, they went and grabbed A.J. Brown. Yeah. Uh, they're big on that. Was that draft night, Jeff? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I would probably go with DeAndre Hopkins, but I'm I'm hearing a lot about Austin Eckler. I mean, I've, I've heard him here in this town. I've heard Derrick Henry, obviously. But, yeah, I, I think DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he's been talking a lot about the Bills and – you know, that's generally when you see a trade. So it's really just about deciding who it's going to be. Because, look, teams that are, you know, let's say bad, like in Arizona, they want pick. They're going to try to do what they can to move. This is the best time to move a player. Yeah, I, I would probably look towards either Eckler or Hopkins there. Look, I've said before, I think two two years ago, I'd probably put DeAndre Hopkins the best team in the NFL. Uh, so, you know, we saw Brown move last year. I could see Hopkins surely move this year. Jeff, what about the running back position? Teams uh, do not like to, you know, spend a high pick on a running back, but uh, Bijan Robinson from Texas is getting a lot of praise coming into this draft, and uh, it could be the maybe potentially the star uh, when it comes to the running back position. Um, what do you think his future looks like, and what is a team willing to spend on a running back in 2023, specifically on Robinson? It's rare, but I think they're willing to spend a first-round pick. I've heard ridiculous things like certain teams want to take him in the top 15, top 10. I'm not sure I would do that, um, but he seems to be a guy that is the once in, you know, two, three years where you're looking to maybe take him in the first round. You know, you look at kind of his skill set. I mean, he's an elite rusher. Um, I love him at Texas. Um, You look at per carry. I mean, 8.2 yards per carry, that's pretty impressive. I mean, he you know won the Dope Walker Award, just a, a really kind of team-changing kind of guy, and you know, again, I, I hate to keep going back to, to this city, but it, he's been rumored to come here. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I would go top 10. I just don't know if running back's worth it there, um, but if you can get a, a Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs type of player, obviously, you know, any team could ask for that, but yeah, I don't know that I would do it personally uh, in, the, in let's say the top 20, but uh, he is the one guy the last couple of years that we could see as, as one of those productive first-round choices. Well, speaking of Eagles and running backs, it uh, reminded me, Jeff, we haven't spoken since the Panthers, which have made some moves here to build some pieces around who will be their first pick uh, of the draft, which looks like it'll be Bryce Young. But one of those guys was Miles Sanders, a uh, former Philadelphia Eagle, who – I don't know. You you put a gun to my head. I say he's a jag, just another guy. But man, he, he's put up some big games. He's kind of hit or miss, right, Jeff? He's put up some monster games. He has been kind of absent in games. So, what do you think about the uh, the the new Panthers running back? Well, there were times here where he. I mean, and, and this was most of the time he was very irritating. Um, he. I remember he was benched uh, about a year or so ago because he. You know, he just didn't seem to – he doesn't like to run north-south, and, and that's irritating. Um, he constantly runs east-west, which I think in the NFL, you, you're just not going to do that very often. They're too good at tacklers. They're too good at gap fillers. It's just not going to work. Do I think he's enough going back? I mean, yeah, he – look, last year is very good. Um, is he going to be the guy there? Yeah, look, I think he's a good enough player in the NFL. Like I said, the running back position is not as coveted as it once was. You don't have those – 
workhorse backs really anymore, and, and they're very few and far between. You know, Derek Henry, maybe one or two others, but yeah, I think the, the the group they have there though is pretty solid. I like Chuba Hubbard. I loved him. I think he's a solid number two guy. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see him in that offense with with Bryce Young or whoever they end up taking. It's likely to be Bryce Young. Frank Wright, more of a quarterback receiver kind of guy. I like what they did in bringing it out of Thielen. That, that's a nice addition. Um, you know, they have pretty good offensive lines. So they're improving. Um, it, it's definitely an upgrade for sure. It's about Christian McCaffrey, though. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, uh, go back in the memory bank. Who's your all-time favorite Eagles draft pick? A guy that maybe you wanted or a guy you were excited about on draft night that ended up hitting and performing like you thought they were. Anybody come to mind? Uh, I remember when they took Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. I remember he was coming out of, of, of Cal. Uh, you know, he was kind of a, a highly regarded guy. They took him at, what, the second round. Um, and, and, you know, he ended up being the best receiver this team's had in, you know, Bryson's I don't know, forever and in my lifetime. He was a great punt return, just an electric player. He was a Heisman Trophy candidate, if you remember, back when he was at Cal. I remember he, he had a, a big game against Tennessee in his junior year. Just a fast kid, you know, a little undersized. He ultimately was a, a terrific player in 2008 when they took him. Um, I'm trying to think of some others that, that you know, years ago. Um, while, while you're thinking, I'll name an Eagles pick that I wanted coming out of college. I was a big Donovan McNabb fan at Syracuse and was hoping it would work out to where Washington could get him. Uh, of course, he went number two overall. Washington later got Champ Bailey in that draft, which can't argue that. Uh, and then eventually, by the time we got McNabb, I hated him, uh, Jeff, when we got him in his <laughs> his older days. But, man, I love McNabb coming out of college. Yeah, I mean, it's really, for, for Eagles fans, I think they'll tell you it's more about the guys they didn't get, <laughs> yeah. remember? Right. But, um, you know, another guy was, was pretty high on, um, you know, and I think we were all kind of wondering what he would be because, look, Brian Westbrook went to Villanova. Yeah. Right? He was a guy that, if he took him the third round, I, I think when we look back, he's probably the most, you know, one of the most versatile players they, they've ever had and the NFL's really ever seen. So, you know, LaShawn McCoy, when they took him, they've had some good second-round picks over the years, man. Um <laughs> You know, but obviously, I mean, even myself, I'm known for uh, the negative uh, aspect when they when they didn't take a player I wanted or they took a player I didn't want them to take. So, yeah, they've had some good ones, but they've had some bad ones. Too. And uh, I got to assume you're a little happier today about Jalen Hurts than you were on draft night, right? I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I don't really hold I, – I, I will admit I think 95% of Eagles fans thought the same thing I did. <laughs> yeah. um, at the time, I mean, they had just given Carson Wentz a $128 million contract. And, you know, I felt like, look, could they maybe take a quarterback in that draft? Absolutely. But, um, you know, we obviously didn't have the, the foreshadowing and hindsight that we do now. It obviously worked out for the Eagles, and it made that look real stupid. But I think if you belittle it, I just don't think you're being real honest. I mean, we all know that – Behind that, when that happened, it was a uh, it was a bad decision. That said, it it worked out, and, yeah. and I'm definitely happy. Cliff, I will say, if I can, um, there are some interesting sleepers in this draft. If, if you're interested, one one that I'll tell you about is, and you saw him you know, being an East Carolina guy, uh, the kid out of SMU, Rasheed Rice. He is a guy that I'm really like. I really like. I think he could be a guy that could sneak into the second, you know, round, you know, maybe early third round. He doesn't have blistering speed, really, you know, at, at like a 40 time, but his initial, like, 10-yard times are really good. Um, great in the slant game. I mean, he had a lot of production at SMU, All-American, you know, led the FBS in receiving yards. 
he's a guy that I think in the, the you know let's say on Saturday or really late you know Friday could be an interesting player. Um, another one, DJ Turner, a quarterback out of Michigan. He's a guy that um, that I'm really liking as well. One of the faster 40 times you'll see as far as participants this year. Just a, a, a big kid, kid that can really kind of just get you, press you at the, at the point of attack. Uh, and he's the kind of guy you want out of Michigan. They, they do well with, with grabbing uh, corners. And he wasn't really targeted that much. You wanted to kind of avoid him. He's a great corner. And Jeff, speaking of speed, uh, we'll ask about one more guy, Keaton Mitchell. Teams love his speed. They don't like his size and, you know, potential for injury and things like that. He worked a lot during pro day when all the scouts were here, Jeff, on catching punts, catching kicks, because teams could definitely utilize him, if not in that slot and in the passing game, uh, in the special teams department, kick returns, punt returns. So we're all anxious to see. I, I think a fan base is going to be excited, especially if they don't know a lot about Keith Mitchell. Once they hear his name and watch his tape, uh, they're going to be fired up for that mid-round pick they got. Yeah, it's funny you uh, it's funny you brought him up because I, I, I noticed an NFL projection had him like later like round six kind of guy but like i think with the ball in his hands he's an electric player i saw that and i remember i believe in 2022 he had the most uh double digit runs so like uh, above 10 yard right. rushes i mean he had i mean several big gainers i remember i bet a lot of overs with them because he was so good with with these huge plays um you mentioned his ability to catch the football out of the backfield which is huge um, yeah, I, I think if, if you can find, you know, an interesting, we just mentioned him, Frank Reich, you know, finding him in, in some sort of system with, with someone like that, that they kind of use him in certain, have Nick Sirianni, you know, guys that are interesting and, and intuitive and can kind of create something for him. Um, as you said, not really, um, not real, you know, as far as size, it doesn't help you much, but I, I think he could, he'll find his way onto a roster and, and I think he could be a, a guy that can surprise you a little bit and just, Kind of be like, oh, wow, you know, who's that guy again? Yeah. Jeff and do joining us. Jeff, I want to talk a little hoops while we got you here. Um, it's making noise around these parts. Uh, has it made a ripple to, to where you are and, and who you are uh, covering college basketball? Michael Schwartz bringing in Bobby Pettiford, uh, who has North Carolina ties from Kansas coming over here, and Cam Hayes yesterday committing to East Carolina, formerly of NC State, LSU, another North Carolina guy coming here to play basketball at East Carolina. He's added those two parts with a couple of 6'11 guys coming in and a wing that they're excited about uh, from right down the road in Goldsboro uh, to Corey Faison. Michael Schwartz getting folks excited around here, Jeff. Are you aware of what's going on with ECU basketball this offseason? Yeah, I am. And I, I, I've said to you before, and I'll say it again, I know he's a favorite of, of yours there. I mean, I, 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 I read Hoist the Colors. I, I read Igo. He, he wrote a, a blog about it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, this is impressive. And this is what, look, I've said this for years, this is what a good coach can do for you. You know, he can bring kids in that, you know, maybe you weren't going to get somewhere else. Bobby Pettiford is, is a guy who, you know, played at Kansas, for God's sakes. I mean, that's that's the highest level of basketball. That's an impressive game. Cam Hayes, that's an impressive – these are two very impressive games to get at a school at East Carolina. Cam Hayes was down at LSU, didn't work for him there. And, you know, this is the, the great thing about the transfer port. It's so interesting, though, because – I mean, you just see how many people are in the transfer portal. Right. Yeah, getting you know, getting kids to come to, to Greenville, it, it's not the easiest thing to do. You know that. 
Um, but this is what a good coach can do for you, and, and ECU seemed to hit it out of the park. Finally, a coach that, that can get kids like this. That, and look, you've, it's always, I've said to you, it's, it's all about keeping them as well. Yeah. You know, art which is God's. Garden want to go somewhere else. Yeah, and I'll say that I mean they lost Javon Small, which was big. He goes to Oklahoma State, but they bring Pettiford and Hayes in. And right now, Jeff, knock on wood, the key is he has been able to retain Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, uh, Jaden Walker, and keep an eye, Jeff, on Ezra Ozar, uh, who as a freshman. Uh, showed a lot of ability. If he can step outside, go to mid range, uh, increase the the uh, the jump shots, things like that. He is going to be a tremendous player. So I re- I'm excited about the the guys coming back uh, along with the newcomers. So look, hey, we're always excited here in April. But but uh, maybe it'll move some season tickets and people get excited about it around here. I mean, with the roster they had, they went 500 essentially. Yeah. I mean that's pretty good. I mean, I, I think this instantaneously makes them a better basketball team for sure. Yeah. I, and the fact that you said, as you alluded to, they're able to keep you know, most of the, the, the talent that they had outside of small, I mean, that's um that's impressive. You bring these two kids in, you know, this is all of a sudden a team that, that's maybe on the, the top half as opposed to the bottom half. And, you know, maybe you can find a way into a, a tournament at some point. They do. Keep an eye out on your Twitter if you drop a uh, an NBA playoffs play or anything like that. I'm Come- going to give you one. Yeah, go ahead. If you want, if you want it. I'm taking the Warriors' money line. Um, I... I just think when the rubber meets the road, I'm willing to bet them at one point away from home. Um, and look, I know they're 11 and 32 on the road this year, but it's a different type of road situation, right? It's not far. Um, and look, I know, you know, people are coming in and taking the Kings, but I just feel like in a one-off where they just have to win the game, I'm confident that they can win the game. I think this series is going to go seven. I have a feeling that the Kings can go to, to Golden State and win. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up fun series. This is I think the best series we've seen. I enjoy this series a lot. I love both these teams. I think the over you're gonna see a lot of under money come in, but you're getting to the point where you got to kind of just assume over. Neither of these teams stop each other. They're both great uh, at, at pushing the ball and, and playing with tempo. Um, I, I like the Warriors. I think they find a way to win. Warriors Kings coming up ten o'clock TNT tonight with that series tied at two game apiece. Big man, good to chat with you again, man. We'll uh, we'll do it again down the road. But great to catch up with you. Anything going on we need to know about on your end? No, not really. Just kind of doing my thing, you know. Trying to you know continue to build you know different social medias and doing my show and and you know just kind of you know get getting to the next step, right? I mean, soon we'll be looking into spring. We're uh, already doing spring games. You're already looking at the college football rest. I'm really excited again. It's, this would be my third year, hopefully, in a row where I'm, I'm, I have a good college football season. I had a great last two years and, and looking forward to another one. I, I really fell in love with college football the last five or so years. Just uh, my strongest sport, and, and I've been happy with it. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, it starts now. It doesn't start in the fall. you got to get your, uh, your prep ready. Big man, enjoyed it, man. We'll catch up with you again down the road, bud. Sounds good. Look forward to a clip. Jeff Nadeau joining us here on Pirate Radio Live a day ahead of the NFL Draft. We'll take a time out. As we do, uh, we'll take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. O's a winner today over the Red Sox. 6-2 to two was that final at Camden Yards. The Blue Jays blanked the White Sox 8 to nothing. It was Yankees 12 and Twins 6 earlier today. And the Brewers beat the struggling Tigers 6-2 to two was that final. Coming up a little bit later on, the Braves in action against the Marlins tonight. It'll be Chandler's Nats against the Mets. Mackenzie Gore on the bump for Washington. 
as they play tonight at 710. Maybe we'll catch some of that over at AJ's McKenzie Gore on the bump. All right, uh, those scores presented by the Buccaneer Music Hall, a great spot to enjoy games and enjoy some live music. Chandler Honeycutt uh, may be heading there this weekend. Yes, uh, maybe Saturday. You might see me out there. Uh, great live music all weekend long at the Buck. If you see Chandler say the secret phrase, what's the what, Honeycutt? And he'll give you a high five cool what's the what honeycut what's the what honeycut all right huh? he's on board take a break all right we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress casual or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. They have served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All righty. More to go here on Pirate Radio Live. Coming up at the end of this segment, your chance to call in and win. Be a winner on this Wednesday. But right now we'll head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to mark armstrong who joins us on the show to talk some hockey and a few other sports topics mark great to have you back here on pirate radio how you doing man thank you man i've missed you guys yeah and uh and mark for folks that don't know uh this is the first time we've had you on the show since you got out of the tv sports biz so tell everybody uh what you've been doing these last uh, couple years 17 years at ABC 11 in the Triangle as the uh, the lead sports anchor. And then uh, May 24th of 2021 was my last day on the air, which was kind of good because May 24th is a big uh, holiday up in Canada where I'm from. So that seemed fitting that I ended on that day. So, yeah, we're coming up on two years out of the TV business. And uh, what I'm doing now is I bought uh, – I'm the owner – of a wow one day painting uh, franchise here in the triangle. I, there's three of us here in the triangle that cover the whole area. Um, so it's all divvied up by zip codes. But yeah, I, I have teams of painters that go and paint houses now. Interesting. And uh, now you can sit back and be a sports fan just like you were before and uh, and not have to cover it as news, I guess. Are you you happy uh, with the move you made? You, you, you like being out of the uh, TV biz? Well, I, I, you know, there are elements that I miss. I mean, as you probably would guess, that's the question I get most often. Do you miss it? Do you miss it? Do you miss it? And sure, there's like elements of it. But it's like when you hear a, a professional athlete retire, they are always like, you know, I'm, I'm at peace with not playing the game anymore, but I'll miss the locker room and the camaraderie. Right. And that's kind of the same thing for me. Like, I don't miss the mechanics of anchoring sports on TV at all or, you know, going to the game and cutting packages after the game. No, I like I'm totally at peace with not doing that anymore. But you certainly miss palling around with everybody at the games and just that kind of stuff. So, 
Um, that's the way it, it feels to me. But it, it's amazing to me that it's already been two years since I've been doing it. Yeah. So that that definitely time flies. And obviously, when you do sports broadcasting your whole adult life, and then suddenly decide you're going to own a painting company, that's a, a whole different set of uh, challenges. And I've spent a lot of days feeling really dumb. A lot more days than I used to feel really dumb. But I <laughs> definitely, uh, I'm starting to less, you know, as more time goes by, less and less feeling dumb about this business. Well, Mark, I wanted to get you on to talk some hockey. I've got a nice Rolodex of basketball, baseball, football people I can go to and talk about those sports. It's a little thinner uh, when it comes to hockey. We really enjoy talking to Wade Mentor, PA announcer quite a bit here on the show. Mike Maniscalco joined us last week. We got uh, a former Pirate Radio intern, Brooks Hill, who calls minor league hockey now, who's a big hockey guy. So I got a few, but Mark, I know you're, you're in tune with it with your canadian roots and uh and also covering the canes over the years so let's talk about what happened last night in raleigh uh game five hurricanes lose it three to two to the islanders a little insult to injury mark i don't know maybe this happens more often uh than i think but a puck going off the face of sebastian ajo doesn't even hit the ice the, the opponent hits it in to the net that's about the most disrespectful goal i've ever seen in a hockey game that was brutal last night that's like if you're gonna look if you're gonna look at a red flag that this is not your night, your best player gets in the face, or you know, certainly one of your best players catching one right in the mug that ricochets perfectly onto the stick of another guy who whacks it in for a goal, that's not your night. That's a pretty good indicator. And there were a couple other things too. Now, a couple things went you know, the Islanders had that one that wrapped off both posts and out and stuff like that too, but I mean, I, I'll probably just echo what everybody else is saying that was watching that game. The Canes actually played really well, I thought. But sometimes that just isn't enough. And uh, on the night when Sebastian Ajo catches one in the face for a perfect assist to Brock Nelson, you know, they just ended up on the wrong end of this one. But still confident that they're, like, significantly the better team despite all the firepower they're missing. So I think whether they close it out back on the island or it takes a game seven back here in Raleigh, I just I can't see them losing three straight and going out in the first round. Mark Armstrong joining us, talking a little hockey. I was going to ask you about that, Mark. At what point do the injuries become too much for Carolina? And it was Andrei Sveshnikov uh, coming into this series. We saw Tavo Teravainen go down early in the series. Uh, but it sounds like you still think, at least for this series, uh, the Canes can get by without uh, some studs. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's I think that's the way I'd put it exactly. They'll, they'll wade into much deeper shark-infested water in the next round whomever they match, end up matching up against. But, you know, I, I think it's just a testament to, to what Rod Brindamore brings to the team and his system and, and, and the way guys play for him in that you can lose so much that they have, like the Pacioretty, the Sveshnikov, you know, the other injuries they've had, and plug in other guys who aren't as talented as those players who've lost. But just the, the effort and the system and the, the dedication to giving their all still makes them an incredibly hard team to play against. And you can get on Tiranta playing well in net. And, you know, and you've still got some guys like Ajo who's out there producing uh, and has a nice bug on his lip now. But uh, they still got enough to beat the Islanders, I would say. Beyond that, I wouldn't say anything definitively if they've got a, a fighting chance. I wouldn't call it a puncher's chance because they don't have many punchers on their team. But 
they've got a whole bunch of guys that will bite your ankles for 60 minutes every game, and that gets annoying after a while. <laughs> Mark, I'll reference uh, our chat once again with Wade Mentor from a couple weeks ago. Just talked about how much of a monster this Eastern Conference is this year. And you look at the Canes, obviously, uh, the, the Bruins and what they did, their historical numbers this year. But the team that comes out of the New Jersey-New York series, and you got the Maple Leafs trying to wrap things up in their series with the Lightning coming up, who um, know a thing or two about championships. Those are those games are on Thursday night. But, man, it is an absolute bear. And, you know, the Bruins, I guess, uh, the, certainly would be the favorite here. But you can see any of these teams advancing, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, the margins are so slim. We, we, we all thought the Bruins' window had effectively closed. Like, all of their best players, or so we thought, were on the wrong side of, you know, the age ledger when it comes to professional athletes. So you thought they were on their way out. You thought the Capitals were probably near the close of their window and they don't make the playoffs. But then the Bruins, just out of nowhere, obviously have an historic, most successful regular season ever. So they're beasts. Uh, I'm partial to the Leafs growing up in Toronto, but we're used to them folding up their tent in the postseason. Uh, after that game one against Tampa, though, they've certainly looked pretty awesome since then, taking both games in Tampa. That comeback the last game was incredible with all the tip-ins. Um, yeah, I mean, whoever comes out is going to be bruised and bloodied, but will have earned it. Um, and that's really what makes, I mean, all postseasons are great. You know, you know, NBA postseason is, is its best version, I think. Um, but the NHL, relative to the regular season, where it's easy to just get caught up in the slog, I guess I would like it to Major League Baseball in that way. There's not a lot of people who are going to pay attention to the NHL during the regular season for all 80 games. But when you get to the postseason, I mean, you can just see the level of intensity ratchet up and the quality of play that you're watching is just pretty incredible night after night and more often than not it's just one goal one way or the other that decides it there are some uh, great wars going on on the eastern side of things how about uh, in the west mark and i have seen highlights of a uh, pretty electric atmosphere which there are electric atmospheres everywhere but out in seattle with the kraken experiencing some playoff hockey that's been fun to watch their home games but their series is tied with the avalanche saw a little bit of um, kings and stars last night been following that but how about in the west what are the storylines what are you following for the Western Conference right now? I just I'm 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 partial to I want to see Connor McDavid. Float. I mean, yeah. he's just so individually brilliant, and Drysaddle is obviously a great player in his own right too. And they've just kind of been anchored to the rest of that team for so long. I would love to see them accomplish something of note because uh, he's just far. I mean, he's he's an historically great player to play in the way modern hockey is played and to put up the point totals he did this year. I think things have loosened up a little uh, from some of the years we've seen in years past, but I mean, that's what I'm invested in. I think the Seattle story is fun the same way Vegas was a couple of years ago. Of course, yeah. too, so you like to see those, those, I mean, Seattle fans, uh, they're sports fans. They know hockey, all this stuff, you know, they're not like, total neophytes to it but it's just fun to see new fan bases get wrapped up into stuff like that so those are the ones that i'm looking at obviously you know the other teams that we know are good are good uh that wouldn't be so exciting for me i, I mean i would love i'm a mcdavid fan so i would love to see him break through Talking a little hockey here with Mark Armstrong today on Pirate Radio Live. Canes and Islanders will go at it once again coming up on Friday night. So we got a little wait there uh, between game six of that series. Mark, uh, since I'm having you on, I had to think of some kind of Utah Utes question for you. And I'll frame it this way. Um, Your thoughts on primetime in Colorado and what that means for the Pac-12, what it could mean for, you know, recruiting and 
And where and you know where, where from a Utah perspective, your thoughts on Deion Sanders there in Colorado? I think I think, and they've had what seventy five percent of their. I mean, they're admittedly poor one and eleven roster from last year, but still, <laughs> you got to have some kind of a base of players. So like they've had you know what fifty players transfer out, and I think we're all going to learn. And I've had a couple. I mean, maybe this is shaded by a couple personal interactions I've had with them, professional interactions, just, you know, trying to interview them. Yeah. Dion likes nothing more than smelling his own farts. So I think Colorado is learning that in real time. I mean, he's, he believes his own hype and he's going to believe that he can get it done there. And maybe, you know, he did a, he, he did well at Jackson state, obviously, uh, although they couldn't get past NC central. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of watching this with glee as, as you say, as a Utah fan, I think there's a, 75 to 80 percent chance it goes drastically wrong there for the buffaloes and maybe a 20 percent chance that he captures lightning in a bottle and makes them into a contender <laughs> i like it mark armstrong joining us mark uh you know you, you stepped down with a lot less fanfare there in the triangle than mike shashevsky and roy williams but it was around the same time so everything happens in threes uh coach k roy and mark armstrong uh, stepping down, but how about since you have left, uh, looking at what's going on in the triangle right now with, you know, Hubert Davis went on that kind of, I don't know if it was a miracle, but a surprising Final Four run and then a disappointment uh, the following year, John Shire. Boy, everybody loved Duke, myself included, going into the tournament, and they have a, a pretty early exit there, getting bullied by Tennessee. So how about triangle basketball? Uh, East Carolina just added Cam Hayes, who uh, played at NC State a couple years ago. So uh, I don't know. What do you think of the hoops? And, and really overall, since you've been out of it, uh, been a lot of changes there. Yeah, let's talk about ECU getting Bobby Pettiford too. Yeah, I like Pettiford. I know how much of an ECU hoops fan you are. <laughs> so this is uh, exciting times for you before yeah. the triangle. But yeah, uh, definitely, obviously, the whole huge changing of the guard. And I tell all my distant relatives who ask that uh, Coach K and Roy Williams did effectively, me leaving was the final straw. They did not see a way forward without being interviewed by me. So they decided <laughs> now is the time to get out. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's pretty clear that John Shire and the recruiting freight train that is Duke is not going to stop anytime soon. Um, so he will have the players at his wherewithal or at his disposal rather um, to put out their elite talented players. And uh, I think we've seen, I think certainly a positive beginning to that um, of, of what John Shire can do. I think that there are more questions around Hubert given the, you know, I think fair to say disaster that last season was, uh, whether, you know, whether it's his bench management that a lot of people talked about, all the transfers out, whether it's, you know, not holding star players accountable when they're not performing. Um, so I think with still Baycott and R.J. Davis coming back, um, you've still got a big chunk of last year's team. So this, this will be an interesting year, I think, to watch in Carolina and how those guys, you know, kind of the, the spine of the team, what they do, how they perform and, how Hubert is able to mold other guys around him. And obviously the transfer portal is going to be big for them too, the new guys they've brought in. So I think that's definitely an interesting storyline to watch this year. And then Kevin Keats uh, looks to have grabbed some dogs out of the portal as well. So, um, I mean, the whole nature of college basketball is just so strikingly different. Now yeah. that every year is its own storyline. 
Mark, uh, you still look if you follow Mark on Twitter, which you can do so uh, at Mark P Armstrong, and still talks a lot of sports uh, on his page. There, you would know that he has a great sense of humor. And, and we'll wrap it up here, Mark. Uh, who are your? You mentioned interactions with Dion and not interviewing Coach K Roy anymore. Who are your your favorite guys over the years? If you had to make a short list, guys that uh, could make you chuckle, enjoyed a joke, uh, just didn't take themselves too seriously. Uh, who are some of those guys in sports? you really like talking to yeah there, there's um in terms of the players and stuff um julius hodge was an absolute joy <laughs> there's been a lot of nc state guys that have come through that are uh and maybe it's just the lack of a national microscope on them as much as unc or duke where they open up more i bet you hate you missed out on dj burns by the way he seems like a, a good one to talk to I did, yes, yes, yes. I, 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 I'm sad I didn't get to interact with him more because he does seem like a joy. Um, I'm sure there were a number of Duke players that are just great interviews, good guys to talk to. I'm trying to, of course, this is one of those things where, like, as soon as you're asked for like one or two, you can't think of any um, <laughs> by name. <laughs> I just see like this maze of faces in my adult fifty-year-old brain that I can't bring a name forward. Uh, specifically, but how about any coach? I mean, any coaches you could think of, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the coaches, uh, K, and I think one story I tell people that is kind of counter to the profile that he has for a lot of people is everybody kind of looked at him as some imperious, you know, Darth Vader type guy. Yeah. But he was he was calling me by name, not two months after I arrived, when I'm just you know some snot nosed new guy. At ABC 11, he's like, because he would watch ABC 11, because he's a Durham guy, obviously, and, and that's where our main studio was. So, um, so yeah, he'd, he'd be like, hey, Mark, and I was always, you know, taken aback, like, wow, because when you're, you're new to it, you're still like, that's Coach K. And, uh, and then, you know, Roy Williams, I don't think, knew who I was, and I'm not saying this is any kind of a negative to Roy, because he's been a great guy in all my interactions with him, by and large, too, and always makes himself available when he didn't need to. Um, but I don't think he would have been able to pick me out of a police lineup for the first three years. Um, so that's, that's one. And then, you know, like the Brent, Rod Brendamore is a great guy. The hockey yeah. is by and large have been really good guys. I'm just trying to think of like a really good one. Anyway, you're catching me with my pants, but <laughs> that, uh, one for next uh, time when we chat, how about that? There's your homework. Elliot, Ave, Elliot Avent, I get Elliot Avent over at NC state was always awesome to talk to and just as a regular dude to just want to have, you know a guy you'd have a beer with um people like that but there's there's great numbers i mean the, the numbers of people that were awesome to talk to over the years far outnumber the ones that weren't so great yeah that's cool that's good to hear mark armstrong joining us mark appreciate it man uh enjoy talking sports with you maybe we can do it again down the road and uh for our triangle audience or people in the surrounding area if they want to uh you got a uh, paint job coming up. You want to plug your business one more time? <laughs> yeah, Wow One Day Painting. We go as far right now as Wendell and uh, probably would take a job in Zebulon if it was worth it. But uh, it's all, we're growing. There's three of us in the triangle, like I say. I cover all the outlying areas where everybody's moving, the Fuquays, the Claytons, the Wake Forest, the Youngsvilles, the Rollsvilles. All those are my territory, so... We're staying hopping because that's where the population is going around here. Good stuff. Uh, Mark Armstrong, a little Canadian flair to the show. And by the way, coming up on uh, Thursday, Marcus Crandall will join us, ECU great, who was a great cup champion. And Dominique Davis uh, will be on the show as well, another pirate who went up to Canada. So we'll keep the Canada flair going the rest of the week, Mark. How about that? (laughs) 
I love it. I love it, Cliff. Good talking with you, man. Thank you, Mark. There is Mark Armstrong joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live and talking a little bit of everything there, uh, including ECU hoops momentarily. And I saw Jamie on YouTube said, Bobby Pettiford better be close to a prophet as much as is being put on him. Well, let me calm that down and tell you that as a freshman, Bobby Pettiford averaged one point per game at Kansas. And uh, his second year, he averaged two points per game. So, yeah, we're, it's, we're not getting uh, LeBron here in Greenville, but we're getting a guy that I'm very excited about because I think he is going to, you know, have a bigger role offensively, will be asked to do more things. I saw him in high school when he was the primary option on his his, his team offensively and uh, could definitely run the point, could shoot, could do a lot of things, has a – had a pretty big body for a guard and and you know i've watched him on tv i haven't seen him in person since then but you know a pretty big body where he could go in and finish at the rim so i think uh he is going to play a big role be a be a big part to what ecu does moving forward but yeah if you're thinking we uh as jamie said uh, the expectations are too high for him i'll run off his stats once again two points a game one assist a game one rebound a game so yeah that, that it's about really expectations on what he can be and the improvements he's going to make this offseason and we see javon small like numbers from him go up from one point a game to 15 points a game or something like that so i'm very excited about it but i don't have i'm not trying to sell anybody a false bill of goods on bobby pettiford because uh, the numbers do not lie. I mean, he had a lot of studs around him, which is why those numbers are as low as they are. But uh, he is a guy that I am very excited about, 30% uh, shooting threes, and you know, I want to see that number go up as well. All right, let's uh, open up the booty bag here on a Wednesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. 317-1250, the number on the Pirate Radio Live line. Shirley, what are we going to give away today? A $10 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. All right. You can join me tonight, 8 o'clock. You can join Chandler tonight, 8 o'clock. Sports trivia at A.J.'s. Looking forward to a fun NFL draft edition of sports trivia. What caller are you looking for? Six. Caller six, 317-1250. We're back to wrap up today's edition of Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Ease Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. 
services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. And congratulations to Susan Deans of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card to AJ's, the best place in Greenville to unwind after work is and have fun is AJ's. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, some massive individual performances last night. In the NBA playoffs, Trey Young had 38, including a long dagger to beat the Celtics to extend that series into a game six. Also, the Joker, uh, Jokic last night, 28 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists, a playoff triple double. Four in the Nuggets win over the T Wolves, 47 for Devin Booker as they closed out their series, the Suns did, against the Clippers. Coming up tonight, Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard presented by the Bucks. The Bucks. Knicks look to close out their series against Cleveland. 7 o'clock, NBA TV on TNT. The Lakers can close out their series in Memphis against the Grizz. It'll be the Heat at the Bucks at 9.30 on NBA TV. Jimmy Butler and the Heat trying to close it out on the road and maybe the best series going warriors kings tied at two game apiece two games apiece 10 o'clock tonight on tnt in sacramento we will see you thursday three o'clock for an all-new edition of pirate radio live we will talk some baseball with brandon manning also mark brown camdenchat.com to talk about the red hot o's we'll play name that sound We'll be joined by Marcus Crandall and Dominique Davis will join us on the show as well. A big Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live is on tap. NFL Draft Day. That'll be fun. For Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, I am Clip Rock. We'll see you folks tomorrow. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.